Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international (laughs) depression. I'm pissed. And I'm not just unhappy with the cowboys who were running down Haitians and using their reins to whip them. I'm happy with the administration. What the hell are we doing here? What we witnessed was worse than what we witnessed in slavery. (laughs) You serious? Cowboys with their reins again whipping black people. To see people treated like they did, horses running over and people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you, those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. I doubt it. You are fake news. I say whip it. Very fake news. Whip it good. I agree with that. This is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? That was four days ago, five days ago. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations (laughs) to both of you. You're awesome. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. And birthday girl, Blonde. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, 21. It never felt so good. I was going to ask, have you had your first legal drink yet? It's a big day for you. Um, I'm so old that I've already run my life into the ground with alcoholism and quit drinking. <laughs> That's how old I am. Oh, my mistake. Uh, thank <laughs> no, you. I am. I am in the spirit of transparency. I am 34 years old. Congratulations. <gasps> Ew. Ugh. I am just a little bit behind. So. Like it matters for you, though. Um, well, I guess it matters for all of us in the end. But as we were talking about earlier this week, if you had the opportunity to go back to the early days of your youth, would you really? I, I, I bet uh, you no. feel happier oh. now than you have in or than you did then, you know? Oh, my gosh. OK, so I had some people over last night in a kind of just a random barbecue. I wasn't expecting much, but uh, uh, they went around in a circle and sang happy birthday to me. And then they each took a turn telling me what they love about me. Wow. I know. It sounds was, like a super chat reading, actually. That's what that it sounds like. It was so amazing and touching. And I cried and That's they really cried. Cool. And it was just a bunch of people talking about how awesome I am. And I was like, this is what I wanted for my birthday. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought it just a bunch of people were going to eat some burgers. but Well, I'm glad to hear it. Happy birthday. I don't know that we've ever had a stream on either one of our birthdays proper. I can't remember. Last year <sighs> yeah, we would so. have, but that was my wedding weekend. So we didn't do a Sunday stream. 
So I don't know if it's ever happened. It's a special occasion. But Ugh. there's plenty of news to discuss tonight, as always. So much. Yeah. After all of the uh, terrible scenes at the Haitian border camp in Del Rio, Texas, you can now be confident that the worst scenes will never, ever be seen again. There will be no more fake <laughs> whippings of Haitian migrants, at least not from horseback. I don't know if whips are banned. Not that they were ever there in the first place, but horses are now banned, at least at Del Rio. There we go. We fixed it. Problem solved. Other than, of course, we released at least 12,000 Haitian migrants into the U.S. But don't worry, they were released with conditions, says the DHS secretary this weekend. So they're all surely going to show up for their court dates. Yeah. I mean, what, who do you, totally. you think these people disregard the rule of law? <laughs> of course not. Oh, man, we'll go through it all. Uh, Derek Chauvin officially appeals his murder convictions in the George Floyd case. We'll uh, check in with what he has to say. Chris Cuomo, following in his big brother's footsteps, he has apologized for sexual harassment from how, how old is this claim? Like 15 years or something? 2005. Did, math is hard. 16 years. OK, so something like that. She was hella old back then. But, you know, he actually did do this. He's apologized for it. So that would uh, he's he's admitted it at that point. We'll check in on that accusation. And then Corona, the coronavirus and the vaccine propaganda has has turned decisively toward kids. I want to highlight a few examples, but in some of the most insane propaganda I've seen, I sent you this clip earlier. It's um, it's a family making this propaganda about how 12 year old boy got the vaccine for his birthday and how happy he was. But the the mom says in the piece, well, as you can, as you guys can see, this is a very real story and none of us here are paid actors. That's not what's happening at all. That's a weird thing to say. And she says it. Lady Doth protests too much, me thinks. I've never seen a propaganda story where they tell me, by the way, I am not a paid actor. And uh, we'll, we'll check in with that and other episodes of things that Alex Jones was right about, I guess. We got a classic hoax hate letter. And then tonight's movie review is the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Um, uh, I'm just I'm well, you can't spoil it. Dude, but, I, I've been waiting all day to talk about it. I'm furious. Well, now I know your general opinion. I will probably disagree. We have that to look forward to. But mostly I'm looking forward to never typing out the name of that movie again. It's too damn oh, long. It's so long. <laughs> Almost like the movie. Too long. It, it, it was a little long, but uh We'll get to that at the speaking of things that are too long. We'll get to that at the end of the stream about <laughs> the same length of time from now as the yeah, movie. It'll itself. be midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we'll check in with uh, with your super chats on YouTube, tippy stream and D live in between topics. You'll notice Trovo is absent from that statement there. Um, we'll I'll, I'll discuss why momentarily. But as usual, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. Of course, we'll take as many as we can until 1130 p.m. Eastern. So. Get them in early if you'd like them read, please, and thank you. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. Don't forget the show store is up and running. If you're looking for a t-shirt or a mug or a hat or anything like that, we have it all. Plus, we have special deals from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at to a jerky company to a yeah, jerky is no gimmick this is genuinely great jerky it's really simple for every bag of their delicious jerky that you buy they donate a portion to a reputable organization that protects the second amendment that's it delicious jerky great cause 
Hunting season is now upon us, and what better snack can you bring hunting than a tender bag of delicious jerky? So go to 2ajerky.com and order yourself some of the best beef jerky money can buy. Enter code MATT10 to get 10% off your purchase at checkout. And remember, all orders ship for free. So that's 2ajerky.com to support the second. Promo code MATT10 at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping on every order. You can find everything you need from 2A Jerky, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Freedom Hill Coffee Roasters, Hero Soap Company, and more. Uh, at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals for listeners, by listeners. I am also told, quick announcement before we get into the news, there has been another wedding among the audience, among the listeners of this show. Today, a groom by the screen name of Otter's Gonna Ot and a bride by the screen name of Kikitsuni. I apologize for any mispronunciation. <laughs> I'm sure you there. screwed that up. <laughs> but they were they were wed, I'm told today. Awesome. And they, they met one year ago during a stream of this show. And so cool. You may have heard reference to this couple prior. They recently had twin babies, I think, within the last month or two. And not just any twin babies, but this is the couple that actually named their son and their daughter Matt and Rebecca, which is a truly incredible honor. So congratulations uh, on your new family. And thank you for including us in your day. Um, yeah. We appreciate it. I wonder it. if you were named something really stupid, would they have got along with it? Like, what if your name was like Mingus or something? <laughs> yeah. How, uh, yeah. How far could we have gone? <laughs> if they picked Skag, then I know they were, they were really dedicated. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. And if Touching they picked nonetheless. Blonde in the Belly of the Beast, all one word. Yeah. And Skag yeah. 3. And the last name, I don't know, maybe it's Jones or something. That poor kid. That would have been real dedication. But we Rough, appreciate yeah. it nonetheless, guys. <laughs> uh, hope you guys had a great day and all the best to your family. Appreciate it. I have to touch on the Trovo news. Because if you tuned in uh, to the Wednesday stream, of course, you may have caught some of this. But I do have some updates. Uh, right before we went live or some at some point in the day on Wednesday, I was setting up the stream, the usual call in show stream stuff. And I went over to Trovo to set that portion of it up. And if you're unfamiliar with Trovo, it's another one of these alternative streaming sites like like D live. If you've heard us talk about the magic spells and all the weird things over there that we don't understand. That's D live. Right? Uh, no, D live has the weird lemons. That's lemons and ice cream. Trovo is what? magic spells. <sighs> Stop it with the gimmicks, guys. The magic spells are gone. At least you can appreciate that because oh no, I couldn't get into my Trovo account. And it's not just the banning. There's something that's really important for the audience here that I want to get to. Because uh, the point here is not just, oh, some obscure website banned us. But I, I tried to log in and I get this message that itself doesn't make any sense. The, the error message it gives me when I log in says, this account has been blocked due to violation of Trovo Terms of Services forever. Also, to unblock, please contact us at customer at Trovo.live. Well, am I banned forever or can I get unblocked? Those two sentences are. There's money in there, too. That's the real issue. Um, but I, which is you know a lot in large part why I emailed them. I contact this email address and say, hey, I what's the deal with this? It says I'm banned, but I can appeal. What do I do? And in the meantime, I go onto Twitter and I see several people in our area of the Internet kind of. um Alternative political talk, dissident political talk, however you want to characterize it. 
also banned on Trovo on Wednesday. So this was one of these big group sweeps like happened with stream uh, Streamlabs back in the spring. So we did the stream on Wednesday night and I heard nothing from Trovo in the days after. I follow up with an email uh, yesterday, still nothing. I also I took some jabs at Trovo Thursday, Friday. I didn't even say anything that rude. I certainly didn't say anything that threatening. I was asking, hey, uh, <laughs> listeners of the show sent us money through the, through Trovo. How do I get Can that I get back? Because yeah. it looks like you stole it. <laughs> and Trovo blocked me. It's ironic. What? That their logo is this pointing lizard man. That's the face of theft, as far as I'm concerned. Ha <laughs> ha, gotcha. They just they just blocked you. Trovo blocked me on Twitter. That's the only interaction I've had with the Trovo staff is they blocked me on Twitter. Fucking Russians. And this is what really matters, because and I guess they're not even Russian. I guess like China, a Chinese company owns them. I, I don't even know. But um the reason this matters beyond just, you know, it's annoying to be banned for no reason and not have them say anything. There's the censorship issue, free speech issue. You know, we've talked that to death, but what really matters here is the treatment of you, the audience, because Trovo has that magical super chat system. Like we talk about, and that means people are sending hard earned money to support the show, but just like any super chat exchange, there's an intermediary, meaning that the money that the audience sends to the show stays with Trovo for a period of time until I withdraw it. And the only way I can withdraw it is by accessing my Trovo account. Since I can't access my Trovo account, there is money that the audience sent to the show that is no longer recoverable by me. And so presumably Trovo has just stolen it. It's taken it. It's not a ton of money, but it doesn't really matter. The principle of the matter is. And if they did this to hundreds or thousands of people, it it probably is a good chunk of change that they just raked in. And I really wish I could do something better to help you guys who were victimized by Trovo, who were duped, deceived by Trovo. They won't even talk to me. So I'm doing everything I can, but clearly it's going to be difficult for me, though. I will. I'll try to figure something out, but I I do. Who else did they get? They got Vincent James. Oh, Um, Ethan Ralph did a whole stream, 24 hour stream yesterday with pretty much everybody they got. I know. I, um, I know. I know Ethan Ralph was one of them. I know they got Vincent James. I know they got, um, God, I saw a whole bunch of names. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of people who, who have similar streams who went to Trovo for exactly this reason that YouTube had kicked them off or D live had kicked them off. And this was the latest home, but back to what, um, what, if you're a person who sent money to our show or any show on Trovo that got banned, say within the last month, because the last time that I withdrew money from Trovo was about a month ago. Uh, this is one thing that you might be able to do. When Streamlabs did the exact same thing to us or nearly the exact same thing in the spring, what Streamlabs did to me is I had paid them for their premiere service and then they banned me. And I said, I paid you for a premiere service. Yeah. Can I get my money back? And they said, no. No. So I went to my bank and said, these people took my money under fraudulent claims. They took my money to provide right. this service. They're not providing this service. Can you help me get my money back? And my bank got that money back for us. So if you've given money in the last month or so, especially to our show, I would encourage you to contact your, your bank or your financial services provider. Let them know that Trovo has deceived you, that they have not fulfilled their end of the bargain. You might have some success getting your money back with a fraud claim that way. I assume results may vary depending on who your bank is and depending on what kind of documentation they might want you to show. In the case I had with Streamlabs, 
I had documented communication with them showing that they were refusing to provide the service and that I had paid them. But my bank never even looked at it. They just went ahead and did it for me. Yeah. With and no evidence. And you just provided. have to show that um, they blocked you and that you're trying to contact them and stuff. Yeah. Like that's the only thing you need to provide. Yeah. So I would encourage people to do that. If you have any more questions, if there's anything that I can help you guys out with, please send me an email. It, uh, my, my contact info is linked in the description and on the website. And uh, I, it's, it's important to me. I don't care if you sent a, a dollar and you were defrauded out of it. It's important to me to stick it to these people and make sure that justice is served. They can't get away with this crap. It's I know. In any other business context, even if you want to sever the business relationship, you do it the right way. You don't just change right. the locks on the door and say, get the hell out. If you fire an employee, you still owe him the money for the days that he worked. That he worked. You don't get right. to just steal from him. And if they aren't appealing to people on the dissonant right, then who is even going to use their platform? If you're not you know, controversial, then why wouldn't you just use YouTube? I guess they th they want to, their niche that they want is gaming. And that's fine if that's what you want, but Twitch has that covered. What's their plan here? I know. And it's not like it, it, Trova was a very small segment of our community, but it's a very small segment of every community. You go over there in the top streams that they're featuring. It's not thousands and thousands of viewers. It's usually a right. few dozen. So it's, it's a small thing. It, it's probably career suicide mm -hmm. for Trovo, but you know, well, uh, we don't have to worry about it anymore. Cause I'm not going back to Trovo. Even if they totally reverse this, you've shown me, you don't give a shit about yep. me or my audience. Yeah. So you can go to hell. The show will not be on Trovo anymore. Uh, I am. So we'll have it on YouTube, DLive, uh, Rumble, and Rumble is doing great. Thank you guys uh, for, for heading over there as well in recent weeks. But I am inquiring with Odyssey about getting the live show on there as well. So I know that all of these platforms are doing a really good job, but I just hate having so many social media platforms. It is, back in the day, yeah. it was, we just had YouTube and it was I know. fine. It was the heyday of just going to your YouTube subscription feed and seeing everyone <laughs> and you like it. in a nice yeah. clean list. Those were, yeah, it was like 2016. And then the, I have to go to BitChute and Rumble and Odyssey yeah. and Telegram and Gab and Minds. JK, I never go to Minds. <laughs> well, you know, this is uh, the path that we're on until somebody, until somebody totally replaces YouTube, which you know, the, the trajectory is that way eventually, but it's, it's a slower burn than I thought it would be. Anyway, that's where we stand on Trovo. If you have any questions about it, please get in touch with me. As far as uh, bigger news this ah! week, what the hell happened? Motherfucker. What did you Sorry. do? Just smash my elbow on my table. Oh, well, uh, I don't know how to transition out of that. Hey, I've been eagerly awaiting the uh, I doubt it trial in Texas. And I mentioned this in recent weeks. This is the case where the Pillsbury father and son uh, defended their dumpster from an unruly neighbor with a baseball bat and the baseball bat neighbor went after them and said he was going to kill them and they go, I doubt it. And then they killed him. Yeah. They're both charged with murder. It's that case. <laughs> it was the trial was supposed to begin on September 13th, as I had mentioned, but I, I want to update everyone. It's been delayed again, now rescheduled Ugh. for January. And just to remind you, the actual event happened more than three years ago now, September 1st, 2018. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, so God. Is it because of coronavirus? Or? That's part of the delay, but I, I don't see in the reporting here why the specific reason for the delay here. It just it just says, according to court records, it's been rescheduled for January. Uh, the trial dates have been set and reset at least four times, according to online records. Is it ever going uh, to happen? We need the more sounders. <laughs> yeah, due to the coronavirus pandemic affecting trial proceedings is what they're blaming. Okay. 
So we will check in with it in 2022, I guess. Uh, another story to update on. We were wondering who exactly that guy arrested at the Justice for January 6th rally was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 27-year-old New Jersey man. He's an officer with U.S. Customs and Border Protection. So it sounds like he was not there in any official capacity. Yeah. So if you guys remember, he was arrested by Capitol Police for having a gun on the grounds of the Capitol um, after people after people had reported seeing him with a handgun, they, then they notified the cops, and then the cops were like patting him down. And they were like, "What's going on?" He's, like, "Oh, I'm, a, I'm an officer of the law." He didn't say that, but he's like, "I'm with you guys." Yeah. Um, but he was a lay person. It seems like, even though under federal law, law enforcement officers are given reciprocity to legally carry their weapons in other states, even those with really restrictive gun laws. Um. But there's an exemption for government property and military bases where it's illegal to carry a gun like the U.S. Capitol. So the U.S. Attorney's Office said prosecutors were not moving forward with charges. And then they didn't provide any additional information about the decision. So he definitely broke the law. That seems clear. Yeah. Yeah. And then two other law enforcement officials said that he was not at the rally in any official capacity. So he's just there and he happens to be a Border Patrol guy. And right. He's carrying and he a gun. Carry a gun. Yeah. Though he is not legally permitted to do that at the Capitol specifically. Right. So he wasn't undercover. We thought he was he was an undercover officer. That does not He's just a guy on his own time. Yeah. He's like, uh, hmm. what's going on here? Yeah. I mean, he, it sounds like he was being pretty dumb. But nothing's gonna happen to him because why would it? No consequences. And we had a, a police officer caller on Wednesday night that informed me of this stand. I did not know this, that police officers enjoy the right to carry Pretty much anywhere in the country. Like if you go to California where they have very strict carry laws, if you're a police officer, you can carry uh, and that's fine. But if anybody who has a concealed carry permit in another state wants to go into California, you can't unless you have a California permit as far as as far as I understand their legal landscape. And in some counties, you can get it. Other counties, it's basically impossible. But point is, simply by virtue of being a police officer, you get special carry privileges under federal mm-hmm. law that the average citizen does not enjoy, which is yeah. a pretty broken legal standard, if you ask me. But that's why I don't live in those states where they don't let you defend yourself until they move here and turn it into one of those <laughs> states. Where yeah. you can. But for now, uh, I did want to keep an eye on what Congress is doing uh, as well, because we're so concerned with horses and supposed whips at the border. We'll get into that in a minute. And how quickly um, did you recognize that story as bullshit? I, I, by the time I caught wind of it, it was already debunked. So I didn't yeah. even see it earlier in the week, but you could kind of tell, did you see it earlier? I, yeah. I'm, and I was like, this doesn't really seem important. It's one of those things that I wish it were true, but it's, <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, that's the real question is if they had whips, so what? I know. No, if I don't, true, don't I mean, care. I don't know that whips would be the most useful law enforcement mechanism, but maybe if anything, we could probably use more whips at the border, not less. I, I probably would agree with that sentiment, <laughs> though. I'm not sure I'm pro whip. Yeah, necessarily. I, I mean, yeah. not in that way, but like, you know, for for border crossings only. <laughs> well, while Congress is doing nothing about immigration at all. 
there are some uh, tabs to keep on what they are doing. And that's even um, not even counting what's coming up with this three point five trillion dollar funny money, uh, all inclusive spending, all inclusive uh, infrastructure spending bill they're trying to negotiate and the debt ceiling fight that's coming up this week. We might be in the midst of another government shutdown by this time next week. And oh, no, not that anything but that. This week, the House passed an abortion bill in response to the Texas law. We discussed uh, that new Texas law we discussed a few weeks ago that allows private individuals to sue abortion providers. On Friday, the House passed the, the so-called Women's Health Protection Act, because that's all that's really in sta- at stake here is just women's just health, women's health, the protection of it uh, along almost uh, all, along nearly uh Nearly party lines, uh, two, 218 to 211. One Democrat defected to the unanimous Republican opposition. But what this bill does, it would federalize so-called abortion rights by statute. Think of just taking the Roe v. Wade standard and codifying it into law instead of just use, having it as a Supreme Court. But this uh, can't precedent. possibly go anywhere, right? It's not going to. It's largely symbolic because they're not going to get it through the Senate. And Susan Collins has already said no, but they'd need 60 votes anyway since it's a non-budgetary item. <sighs> But just so you understand what they're trying to do, federalize abortion law such that no state can restrict abortion pre-fetal viability. And even after fetal viability, they want to say you can't do any restrictions if the woman's not just the woman's life is at stake, but the woman's health, whatever that means. If the woman's like mental health, health, it's a pretty broad term that could mean a lot of things. Ooh, I hate this. So it, it, it's not going to happen, but this, these are the issues that they're working on. And keep in mind, there is a direct Roe v. Wade, uh, Roe v. Wade challenge from Mississippi that the court will hear. I think it's December 1st, but coming up in the late fall, early winter here, decision expected next summer. Additionally, one other thing the House passed this week, the National Defense Authorization Act, which covers Pentagon spending for 2022. That's not an atypical or unusual bill to pass. But it did have one unusual provision. The bill uh, was largely bipartisan in its support, 316 to 113. What is controversial about this is it has a provision that is described as red flag gun confiscation for military members. So Mm -hmm. under this bill, those beholden to the U.S. Code of Military Justice, so your active service members, essentially, um, They can be issued what's called a military court protective order by a military judge, which would make possessing, receiving or otherwise accessing a firearm illegal. So judge issues an order, says this guy is scary or bad. (laughs) He can't have guns. And note this language here. Military court protective orders issued on an emergency basis are exempted from providing the recipient with the standard, quote unquote, right to due process. Instead, Notice an opportunity to be heard must only be provided after an order was already issued. So they can't do anything to preempt this. No, this is this is it sounds like the standard member Trump took a lot of heat a few years ago saying I like take the guns first due process later. That's what's included in this bill. And it had a lot of uh, Republican support, by the way. Yikes. This bill, of course, also needs to pass the Senate. And I've not seen a lot of public commentary from senators on this issue. So I don't know where it stands in the Senate. But this this has this has a much more realistic chance of actually becoming uh, of actually becoming law than the abortion bill does. So just something to keep them uh. keep an eye on. Not that it everybody who cares about gun rights should be concerned with this, because if they get this piece, this is another step toward 
red flag laws coming to a city or a state near you. Um, but yes, but especially, you know, if you're, if you're in the military and you want to be, <laughs> yeah, you, you want to be presumed innocent and not have your property and firearms seized because a judge says so. So something, it's an important thing to keep an eye on. Yikes. Well, um, before we get to the nonsense about the horses and the whips at the Haitian border camp in Del Rio, we should first update on what the status of the camp and the border crossings is. Because last weekend we heard all about the deportation flights and they were going to get ramped up and we were going to send these people back to Haiti. It was all part of DHS's six point plan that we covered. Uh, The results are in the lie detector determined that was a lie. Earlier today, (sighs) Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said with Chris Wallace that 12,000 plus Haitians have already been released into the United States. But not freely. It's okay because they were released with conditions. They're going to have to come back and show up to their court hearings. Here's what he had to say. To answer my question directly, of the 17,400 that weren't deported back or didn't return on their own to Mexico, how many of them either, well, first, how many have been released into the U.S.? Uh, They're released on conditions. And and, uh, approximately, I think it's about 10,000 or so. 12,000 have been released. Yes. 12,000 no or could deal. it be even higher? It could it could be even higher. The number that are returned could be even higher. Oh my god. Okay. Great. And if That's you yeah. just in case you're naive enough to believe, oh, it's fine cuz they'll come back to their court hearings and those who shouldn't be here will get booted. Uh, Washington posted an analysis in 2019 fact-checking a Mike Pence claim that 90% of um, those uh, of, of migrants illegally crossing the border don't show up for their, their court <laughs> hearings. And the Washington Post fact-checked that and determined, according to the Justice Department's preferred metric, 44% of migrants who were not in custody failed to show up for their court proceedings. So it's, it's only just under half that we have to worry about. That not- cannot possibly be true. And that's, you know, that's the rosiest picture that the Washington Post could I'm supposed to believe paint. that a bunch of Haitians can find their way to an American courthouse. <laughs> it's, it's not even a matter of will. It's a puzzle to come. Yeah, I see. They're, they're just looking around. They're like, where am I? What's going on? <laughs> well, at least the encampment is now uh, gone, apparently. Mayorkas also said the encampment under the bridge in Del Rio is empty and cleared out. There were about 15,000 migrants there at the peak last weekend. Now, reportedly, there are none. But whatever happened here, the math doesn't really add up. Or maybe I'm misunderstanding because this reporting from Friday says that 2,000 were sent back to Haiti. 8,000 returned to Mexico voluntarily. And 5,000 will go through removal proceedings. So that accounts for the 15,000 that were in the camp. And they're talking about 10,000 being released in the United States. Yeah. Who are those 10 to 12,000? And Uh, the only way I can come up with to make up that discrepancy is perhaps he means it's not just the 15,000 who are in the camp. It it is referenced in that interview that 30,000 arrived in the last three weeks, not just 15,000 in the camp last weekend. Whatever's going on here, we clearly don't have an accounting of (laughs) everyone who cross the border very easily but uh i can't believe it another biden plan gone awry it would appear but of course um, the controversy of the week as far as the white house is concerned is not this little port-au-prince that was under the bridge it's not the shanty town 
that uh, overwhelmed our border resources and allowed by their own admission, at least 10,000 unvetted migrants to cross into our country with a promise to show up to their court date later. Wow. The controversy is what kind of reins were on the horses that Border Patrol uses and were the reins too long and whip-like? It, it's. It, I thought Elijah Schaefer had a really telling tweet here. Just a picture of the scale of this shanty town and then oh, this massive God. humanity. And you look at this disaster and remind yourself, this is the situation. And they made the controversy into one about horses. The, the big controversy <laughs> is the horse issue and the whip issue. And it all started with this report in the El Paso Times last Sunday that went viral for claiming their reporters witnessed, quote, an agent swinging his whip menacingly. And they used the word whip. And the additional photos were tweeted. Uh, this one is from Sawyer Hackett. This is Monday morning. This guy is uh, Julian Castro's political action committee executive director. And he tweets out these photos of what he thought were border agents whipping Haitian, migra uh, Haitian migrants at the river. He says, quote, border patrol is mounted on horseback, rounding up Haitian refugees with whips. This is unfathomable cruelty toward people fleeing disaster for political and political ruin. The administration must stop this. Notice no Twitter misinformation tag. Not even uh, almost a week later when we know this is garbage. This is fine. Just, you know, don't tweet out about true stories about Hunter Biden's laptop. That will get banned yeah, really. and, and tagged. <sighs> what a disappointment. That they the, don't have the will to do the, this. You know? Oh, I thought you meant that the whips were fake. I know. I know no, it's... that. That they don't have the will to, to <laughs> ah, actually. I mean, I see. don't you think that our border crisis wouldn't be nearly as bad if we had this kind of vigor? Well, one wonders protection? what any deterrence might possibly do when you have 30,000 people uh, yeah. just arriving at this one spot under the assumption that they're going to find a way through one way or another and meet almost no resistance. And of course, you know, cattle prods might, might do something. Though. We do, you know, more ranch tools at the border can't hurt. I, I would, I would grant that premise. <laughs> and of course the outrage went viral because, um, because everybody <laughs> just loves to get enraged at this sort of stuff, but there was never any video of any actual whipping, right? Just the picture. There, there's a, there's a video posted below this one. Here's the video. And it it doesn't show anyone actually getting whipped. It shows them using these sort of long reins. There's no cracking of a whip on any individual person. And we know that this is uh, a garbage claim for a variety of reasons. Number one, the photographer who took the photos, he openly says these aren't whips. I never saw anybody <laughs> with whips and I never saw anybody get whipped. And I was there and I took the photos that you're using. Here's what he had to say. The, the Haitian men started running, running, trying to go around the horses. And that's kind of when the whole thing happened. He, I didn't ever see him with anybody with the thing. He was swinging it. Um, but I didn't see him actually take, you know, whip someone with it. You know, so those, those, that's something that can be easily misconstrued um, when you're looking at a picture. Ugh, get I bet this. he feels like shit. <laughs> well, I get, I don't know. I, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what he does feel like. It, it, I suppose you like to see your your work gain a lot of traction, but for propaganda, yeah, false reasons. True. And but, wouldn't you look at the picture and be like, "That's going to be misconstrued." I'm going to go ahead and not give this to the media. Yeah, I wonder if he saw it coming. I wonder if he thought that's how it would be interpreted. 
It's what it looks like. Totally. I guess I can understand the I can understand a knee jerk negative reaction to the image, but it takes about five seconds of critical thought to be thinking, do do they carry whips or whips an actual (laughs) law enforcement tool in any context? It doesn't seem efficient. No, it, it, it would be for pure brutality. And as much as you might think it might be deployed in something like the Trump administration, those border hawks, you think Biden's border patrol is whipping people? Just seems yeah. uh, seems a little silly. Anyway, uh, how about this for a clarification on the uh, El Paso Times story? Not a correction, not a retraction. Clarification. Our reporting, our reporting team witnessed at least one agent on horseback swing his reins like a whip. So it went from he used a whip menacingly to, well, one of our guys saw him swing his so like, reins like a whip. Maybe he, I mean, don't you, I've ridden a was, horse like a, a half a dozen times, but don't you kind of have to use him like a whip? I'm not an expert horse? horseman, uh, but well, I know you, you got to like, move him. Right? You got to move him around. And they dropped the word menacingly. So did he swing his <laughs> reins like a whip menacingly or just, so. you know, in a polite way? Hmm. Doesn't matter, though. The lie must be maintained. And so everybody goes with it. Maxine Waters had my favorite reaction. It's not just like slavery. She says this is worse than slavery. I'm pissed. I'm unhappy. And I'm not just unhappy with the cowboys who were running down Haitians and using their reins to whip them, I'm happy with the administration. What the hell are we doing here? What we witness takes us back hundreds of years. What we witnessed was worse than what we witnessed in slavery. Cowboys with their reins again, whipping black people, Haitians, into the water where they're scrambling and falling down when all they're trying to do is escape from violence in their country. Man, like 90 years on this earth and she can't say escape. <laughs> escape. Escape. Why do black people do this? We need to ask them. We need to ask them why they do this. I, I wasn't going to go there, but there you go. Um, This race baiting <laughs> bitch is, is still alive. I totally forgot about her. It's been a little while since, since she's had a classic like that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, worse than slavery. Well, you remember, don't you remember during, uh, you know, the antebellum South when all the slaves were trying to get to the plantation, but the plantation owners were whipping them away. I, I know, remember that's that. right. And <laughs> compare. I would like to compare the backs and the lash marks on some of those runaway slaves to the backs with no mm-hmm. lash marks on these Haitian people. That's true. Yeah. Nobody took Haitians as slaves. They would be terrible slaves. Uh, <laughs> you left me how speechless. He is, all right, guys. all right. I, I don't. I don't even know how to wiggle out of that one. Anyway, uh, it, it's bad enough that that Homeland Security has now opened an investigation into the issue. Why? It's already been debunked. What a waste of everybody's time. Ugh. Alejandro Mayorkas says the facts will drive what actions the department takes. But Joe Biden says uh, it doesn't matter. Those who did this will pay. It was horrible what to see, as you saw, to see people treated like they did. Horses barely running them over, people being strapped. It's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now and there will be consequences. 
Um, yeah, I know the history of Haitian slaves, you guys. You know, it's terrible. There's so many slaves. I, I know that. <laughs> funny. Um, this is outrageous that anybody's still running with this lie, but even more outrageous than anybody's believing it. It people is crazy. People believe it at this point just want to believe it. But it's it's a, it's a huge portion of people that do, and they'll stick with it. And I, I, I can't That's only because they don't want to talk about the bungling the, the immigration Yeah, that's probably here. true. I, I can't wait to see what this investigation finds because, well, first of all, how can he say they will pay? What's the point no. of the investigation if they will pay? You've already pre-concluded they're going to be punished. Why are you investigating? But is the investigation going to show what is obviously true to anyone who looks at it for 30 seconds? Or are they going to find some way to are they going to find some abuse here and throw those Border Patrol guys under the bus? You know, the answer to that. They, they might. They seriously they definitely might. are going. He just said that that's what they're going to do. Well, he says a lot of things, though. That's <laughs> that old yeah. man says some shit. The outrage but, might fizzle out and people will probably stop caring about a week or so. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they'll just kind of let it go. But they've uh, gotten the maximum utility out of the story. Uh, Yeah, well, they're really they're really milking it, though, and they're they're using it to bolster every narrative they can. Alejandro Mayorkas had more to say in every other context. I saw him on Chris Wallace this morning, as we heard. In every other context of this story, he's asked about it and he says, well, there's an ongoing investigation, so I'm not going to comment on that. Chris Wallace mm-hmm. was trying to get information out of him, except he says in this context, well, um, even before the investigation is done, we know that uh, it has a lot to do with systemic racism. Listen to this. In the midst of meeting these challenges, we, our entire nation, saw horrifying images that do not reflect who we are. We know that those images painfully conjured up the worst elements of our nation's ongoing battle against systemic racism. So he was asked this morning, point blank, (laughs) what happened there? Do border agents have whips? Is there any legitimacy to this? He said, I'm not going to answer. But on the question of systemic racism, he's totally willing to throw our country under the bus. Right. And even if you take the whips out of it, if 90% of the people arriving at the border are black Haitians, what possible way could you deal with that that is not racially disproportionate? Right, right. What are you supposed to do? How am I supposed to make the law enforcement equitable when it's nearly universally black Haitians? What am I supposed to do? Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, this, this is all a farce so they can cover up that they've let all these people into our country and there's no way to follow up on it. Uh, yeah, it's the honor system. It's the honor system for them to show up in court. And of course, is the answer to secure our our border is the answer to toughen immigration laws, the answer to block these border crossings. No, the real answer is to ban the racist horses, ban those horses in Del Rio. That's the real issue. If we just get rid of these abusive horses, all of our problems will be solved. On Thursday, Jen Psaki announced that Border Patrol horses are now banned, at least at this Del Rio crossing. One, we feel those images are horrible and horrific. There is an investigation the president certainly supports overseen by the Department of Homeland Security. I can also convey to you that the secretary also conveyed to civil rights leaders earlier this morning that we would no longer be using horses in Del Rio. Uh, So that is something, a policy change that has been made in response. So it's just in Del Rio that they're not doing That's what she said. Because they really do need the horses if they're going to cover any substantial amount of ground. Okay, fine. No horses, but we'll give them all four wheelers. Horses might be better than four wheelers in a lot of uh, 
overland scenarios. I, I don't know true, yeah. necessarily, but uh, I'm surprised that they are not announcing they're going to put down the horses and not even use them for <laughs> glue or jello. Yeah. <laughs> not a, we're not going to shoot them in the head. We're going to shoot them in the leg and watch them bleed out. These yeah, racist we, horses. We're going to whip them to death. Yeah. That's fair. I that's you nailed it. That that would be the equitable solution. Whip the horses to death to death and they don't even get to be dog food. We just let them rot. These racist horses. So we need those Haitians to come out and tell us where they are and then they can whip the horses. <laughs> you, you may have developed the plan there. I like this. But that is their preposterous solution, at least for the moment. And Jen Psaki has the audacity to say that nobody else is giving any solutions. Yesterday, Jen Psaki said she's tired of hearing Republicans complain about the border while providing no ideas or solutions for how to fix it. There are a lot of Republicans out there giving speeches about how outraged they are about the situation at the border. Not many who are putting forward uh, solutions or steps that we could take. So we're a little tired of the speeches. We'd like to partner on solutions and working together to address this problem that has not been partisan in the past. Oh, it's never been partisan. Uh, uh, how about you fortify the border? Find yeah. a way to get these people back into their home countries. Uh, what, what's the problem here? There. Blamo. I saw there it. was a very popular three word slogan for the last X amount of years in politics that funny was treated with partisan resistance. I, I, I can't remember. There was an orange haired candidate who had something to was say it, was about it. Build the wall, a structure that might uh, <laughs> obstruct people from making that sort of crossing. But frustratingly, so she says she wants solutions. Not Nobody's providing solution. any. Uh, yeah. And then this right on cue this morning, Alejandro Mayorkas is asked by Chris Wallace. Well, Seriously, why don't, why don't you just build a wall? Well, this administration opposes a wall. You say 30,000 people walked across that dam into Del Rio in the last 17 days. Question, why didn't you stop them? Oh, so uh, we encountered them at the border. That's where we encountered them, Chris. And what did we do? We surged our resources. Why did you allow them in the country in the first place? Why didn't you build, forgive me, a wall? or a fence to stop them from walking in this flood of people coming across the dam. It looks like a highway that allows them to cross the Rio Grande. It is this pol the policy of this administration. Uh, we do not agree with the building of the wall. <laughs> Nobody has any solutions, though, and I can't believe they're treating it part in partisan fashion. And, and seriously, I don't even understand what their solutions are because I don't understand what their diagnosis of the problem is. I don't think that they view that camp in Del Rio as a problem. No, I don't they, think they view the press as a problem, which is why this horse story is so very important to them. Yeah, they, they view they're more caught up in whether a few Haitians were treated nicely while trying to violate the laws of this country. They care so much more about that than they care about the violation of the laws of this country. So I, when they talk about providing solutions, I'm not aware of what solution they've proposed. I, I honestly can't find it. Well, I mean, they're they're in cahoots to destabilize this country culturally by integrating a bunch of people that cannot trying to integrate a bunch of people that cannot possibly integrate into this country. They're just going to reduce the trust until we're a third world country. This is their plan. Well, we're going to we're going to find out on everyone's favorite reality show, American Collapse. <laughs> It's, it's been a oh, that's so dark. Uh, <laughs> but we're, it's, you know, the season's really looking solid so far. I'm, I'm enjoying it. 
And uh, one more thing to say, if Biden does actually follow through and make these border agents pay if he punishes them this morning, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said he will hire them immediately to secure the border in Texas. But that's if Biden doesn't jail them uh, in the next cell over from the grandmas who walked through the Capitol and probably Derek Chauvin once the feds are uh, done with him. God, we'll see. I, I, <laughs> that's the only thing I'm fascinated to watch in the rest of this story is do they actually follow through and go after these guys who, for the crime of riding a horse around people trying to cross into the country illegally? I don't know. It depends on how uh, long public outrage can persevere in light of the truth of the photograph. Um, they're, they're pretty short sighted and, hmm you know, easily distracted. So I don't think it's really going to matter. Maybe by this time next week, we will have the findings of this very important investigation to see oh, exactly yeah. what happened. I love that they're using resources on this. Yeah, really important. Uh, before we get to the top of the hour, the Chauvin story is fairly brief. So maybe we'll just take care of that before we take a break. But it is now official. It, it was under some doubt because it was speculated that now convicted murderer Derek Chauvin was going to take a deal with the feds for leniency in his uh, federal case for the death of George Floyd. Uh, and the, the, the idea with that deal was he would get he would um, agree not to appeal his conviction in Minnesota in exchange for leniency from the feds. Mm -hmm. It looks like that deal is not meant to be, or at least as it was presented earlier, because on Thursday, Chauvin formally filed an appeal on his conviction uh, of his convictions on his own behalf. It was apparently the last day Chauvin was eligible to file for that appeal. Why do you think they waited? Well, I suppose they didn't. I, really wait. I, I assume there was probably some truth to the the claims about negotiations with the feds. And also he has a lot of um, legal problems, lawyer problems. So he actually filed on his own behalf because he says he's broke. He says he has no money and no legal representation, can't afford an attorney or court fees. His prior defense was paid for by the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association Legal Defense Fund. But Chauvin says their obligation to represent him ended with his conviction. So he doesn't have anybody. And we anybody. have no way of getting money to him, do we? I don't know that he has a way to contribute to his defense fund. And even if he did, I don't know who would host it. There, It might be out there. So don't quote me on that. I'm not aware of one right now. But uh, so he doesn't have representation in his Minnesota appeal. His lawyer, Eric Nelson, is still representing him in the federal case, which is still ongoing. Oh, okay. That was the lawyer who was at the, the original trial. Right. But Chauvin is now he's, he's also waiting for the Minnesota Supreme Court to review an earlier decision that denied him a public defender to represent him in his appeal. So there's additional legal complications. He's asking for delays. This is not something that's going to happen immediately. He's waiting on uh, additional decision and additional decision from the Minnesota Supreme Court before this thing gets going. Uh, Chauvin noted his intent to uh, appeal his conviction on 14 grounds, including that Judge Peter Cahill abused his discretion by denying a request to move the trial out of Hennepin County and by denying a different request to sequester the jury. All of the the story here, I find this claim to be a little hard to believe because it says all of the claims to a. Uh, all of the claims to appeal, which also allege juror misconduct, were already argued unsuccessfully by Chauvin's trial attorney, Eric Nelson. But but juror misconduct, or at least the specific mm. juror misconduct of Brandon Mitchell. Right. The BLM guy. Yeah. The guy who swore under oath on his juror questionnaire, I have not participated in Black Lives Matter protests and neither have any of my friends or family members. 
lo and behold, after the conviction, photos start circulating of him in a Black Lives Matter shirt protesting over the summer. Remember, he has no recollection of wearing the shirt, though. Right. He doesn't remember it. So it wasn't a lie. But the, as far as I understand the timeline, all of that uh, information became available after the conviction because Brandon Mitchell went public about his identity. I, unless unless this was actually presented to the, right. I, I must be missing something because that timeline just doesn't add up. And to me, and again, I'm a I'm a layman on this. I am not a lawyer. I'm not a judge. I'm not a legal expert. That's compelling, though. It clearly influenced his individual decision. And it what I have. would what I would ask to a stronger legal mind, someone I'd like to have someone explain to me. I don't understand how a conviction which requires a unanimous jury. How could the jury be unanimous if one of the jurors gained his seat on the jury by committing perjury, exactly. which happened. Right. Yeah, that, that did happen. I think Chauvin has a lot of strong arguments to make about the unfairness of his trial. That's my personal opinion. But to me, I, I just don't see it objective. How can you say objectively that the requirement of a unanimous jury was met when one of the jurors lied his way onto the jury? How is it possible? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's such a, a glaring reason to dismiss a juror. I've been following the Theranos trial recently, and there's a juror that may be dismissed because they were an administrative assistant at a firm that invested money with Theranos, like a huge firm. Hmm. They weren't doing anything related to the case. Like that is a cause for dismissal on a jury if, if you're yeah. trying to be objective. This is just, I mean, obviously he could not have been a juror and he perjured himself. Yeah, and it... It, it is an issue of substance about his bias, but that's it to me, too. It's not just it's not just that he's a Black Lives Matter guy. It's that he lied about it. I don't care if he lied about never having eaten pepperoni pizza. You can't lie your way onto a jury. That is but an assault on the integrity it, of the they, system. They always ask questions about about inherent racial bias, yeah, negative he, and positive associations. I mean, they, they clearly should have taken this into account. Perjuring is, is really bad. That bothers me, too. But yeah. just based on his associations and political affiliations, he should have been uh, dismissed from the jury. Yeah, I'd like to know more about why he was selected. But I know the way that works, is the, the, the defense gets X amount of selections. The prosecution gets X amount of selections, right? I, I'm not keen on how exactly all that works. But there's probably some reason why his bias was overlooked, I suppose, or allowed. I don't know. Uh, as I mentioned, Eric, Eric Nelson, um, Chauvin's lawyer at the first trial is still representing him in the federal civil rights case, which is still ongoing. And, uh, and we don't know a timeline for this appeal because, uh, Chauvin doesn't have legal representation currently. So he's asking for time to get that organized and to figure out his financial situation and to await this Minnesota Supreme court decision. So it could be a little while, but, the appeal is officially on and uh, we shall see, you know, I mean, on, on the pure substance of the issue, I see a lot of good arguments here, but at the end of the day, was this, was this a trial that was decided on the facts of the case or the legal arguments in play? Or was this, a, was this a trial that was decided based on the motives or biases of the jury? And admittedly from other people we heard from fear of having your house burned down. If you decided incorrectly, do you want to be That's right? That one juror straight up said that, didn't she? Do, yeah. Do you want to overturn this case? You want to have your house burned down? And if, she, if she wasn't a juror that was dismissed. She, she was an alternate who was not a party to the actual conviction, oh, okay. but right. she did sit on, sit in on the entire trial. And she said openly, yeah, um, I worried about having the rioters come to my house. If I was a party to making the so-called wrong decision. 
Well, at least she was an alternate, I guess. But I'm I'm sure that factored into all of their decisions. Yeah. So we will see. But uh, I I just just as a matter of politics, I would not expect anything to change for Derek Chauvin. But it is something I will watch, certainly. Yeah. Time for a break. And then we'll talk Chris Cuomo and his. uh, (sighs) They're not even allegations. His, I guess, decades old sexual harassment event. Yep. All right. Oh my gosh, this first one is so bad. You know I can't read that. All blank must hang. It is a synonym for <laughs> underwear. Well, oh, 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 he's Lord. just talking about laundry. You can you can say that. All panties must hang. Um, <clears throat> add the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven to the movie list. Worth a watch if you can put up with Orlando Bloom. I hate Orlando Bloom. We don't pick the movies. You guys do. Everybody's like, add this to the list. Add that to the list. I can't do that anymore. At least not for the time the being. We may adjust over time, but I know I bought PN. I will take one sanity safe space. Please have a great show, guys. We also would like to have a sanity safe space. This is insane. doing what we can. Thank you for helping us maintain it. Daniel Conkle, last week I asked what effect the Arizona audit would have. The governor can't legally decertify the vote. What next? Legislation to decertify, and then more court challenges. On and on and on it goes. Yes. Mm. It's not gonna matter. I know they released their final report. I've not had a chance to look at it in depth yet, so I don't have any official thoughts on the Arizona audit just yet, but uh, I hope to look at it this week. Mojack 420, I really didn't have anything profound to say, so here are some shekels. Well, thank uh, you. The, the new match, eggplant equals banana equals monkey shit. <laughs> I don't know. Is that uh, know that sounds like Trovo spells? To be honest, it sounds like units of currency over there. Speaking of, I just opened the treasure chest on D Live, guys. So thank you for hanging out over there. Wait, didn't you just tell me that the treasure chest was on Trovo? No, that's D Live. Treasure chest oh. is alive and well still. It's the magic spells. That's yes, what you no said. more magic spells. They're dead. Oh, this is so gay. Uh, Doc Bailey, I just finished a Spartan Beast in, uh, at Taco. I heard everywhere. So anyway, Matt, any chance of you of getting you to do the Montana Beast next year? I don't know what this means to you. I don't know what that is. I don't I don't know the reference, unfortunately. Hmm. What What is it talking about? The Montana Beast. The Spartan Beast at Taco. Oh, oh, it's like a Spartan race or something. Uh, yeah, I would say count me out on that. I don't I don't think I'm up for that challenge, man. That's uh, I'm too I'm too old. I'm too old for that. But I do see uh, Montana Spartan Beast 21K up in Big Fork. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> what is wrong with people? Yeah, definitely Ugh. not doing that. Extreme Spartan sports Ultra make me 50K. suspicious. Ugh. Hmm. Incompetent Hands 30. Uh, if nothing we do means anything, the only thing that means anything is what we do. Joss Wheaton on secular morality he proceeded to cheat on his wife a lot, though, so probably God, just saying. Can you read yeah. the quote one more time? If nothing we do means anything, then the only thing that means anything is what we do. That's absolute nonsense. Right. If, if well, if humanity is fundamentally purposeless, then morality kind of goes right along with it. That's how, that's what I take out of that. And that's mm. one of the reasons I reject that sort of uh, moral relativism. What was his big scandal? Didn't he have some sex thing or some? He cheated on his wife. I vaguely remember. I will find out for you if you. Thank you. 
I'll read this disgusting one. Uh, right-wing desk squad engineer. Matt and I once made love. I tried to be nice and tender, but he started shaking that booty and said, whip it good. <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, I, I should have got a whip it sounder in here. I didn't. I grabbed this one from uh, the movie tonight, though. You're acting queer. I love that from Brad Pitt. My sounders aren't up. So. Oh, it didn't work. Did you catch the part where Brad Pitt said, you're acting queer? <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Well, I'm going to say queer a lot of times in my movie <laughs> review. So, All right. uh, Robin D. Banks, Matt and I once made love at the southern border. Come on, man. He rode me like I was Seabiscuit and whipped me like I was an illegal migrant. It was all good <laughs> until the government came out and denounced him. You act you queer. Guys do this to me? Thank you. You can't stop the scout. The horses are more likely to return and survive on their own than the Haitians. Hashtag welfare. That's worse than anything I said today. Maybe. Do you want to know the Josh Whedon thing? Yeah. It says he and his wife separated in 2012 and divorced in 2016 and 2017. She claimed that he had been repeatedly unfaithful to her and that he does not practice what he preaches in regard to feminism. Oh, this is he what was that Wikipedia awful male says. feminist. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess. Okay. All right. Uh, should we circle back? Let me check up on tippy stream. And, and I think we're good on uh, Tro or not Trovo D Live. Thank you guys for hanging out over there as well. Over on Tippy Stream, let's see what we got. Well, I refresh. I should have had this good to go. My apologies. Uh, let's see. We have Black Panzer who said, uh, "What's your favorite quote?" Here's mine: "Born on a mountain, raised in a cave." <laughs> trucking and fucking is all I crave. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Thanks for the show. I don't know that I have a, I don't know that I have a favorite quote off the top of my head, to be honest. I, I probably, I probably would not be uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson though. I'm yeah, with uh, sort of my evolution in perspective or my, my change in views on, on politics of the last five years or so. Neil deGrasse Tyson is one of those people I've gone from, really admiring to really hating. I hate almost everything he says now. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, uh, because he has a secular view of the universe. And so it's, it's inherently incomprehensible. And it's extremely smug lately, especially in really the coronavirus smug. stuff. It is, yeah. It's, it's, it's all like, uh, obey the science. It's, it, it's, it's typical follow the science stuff, but he's had some tweets that are just like, they're anti-scientific telling you never to question anything and just obey authority. And it's been really mm -hmm. disappointing. I saw him speak here in 2015 or 2016. I went to a speaking event of his. Did you really? And it was like three hours long. It was pretty interesting. It actually, ironically, what it had to do with in large part was the suppression of intellectual efforts, just intellectual inquiry by oh. uh, religious zealots. He talked a lot about like, mathematics in the islamic world and how it was very advanced way back when and then islamic fundamentalism came in and sort of repressed that but now i'm sure he's some covid idiot that thinks that everybody should trust fauci so right ironically a lot of the same uh top-down control of information that he was criticizing then as as a something that prevents human progress i remember the point he was making think of think of how many uh brilliant uh, inventive minds are held back by oppressive government forces or uh, religious yeah, fanatics or whatever else. That was his now point back then. COVID. 
But now he now his point is obey those oppressive government forces. Yeah. And we've seen Times how everything changed. turned out with the Taliban. I mean, they won 2021, didn't they? Everybody well, loves the Taliban now. I think the real race in 2021 was who lost it, because that's the more compelling <laughs> contest. I well, guess they the won Taliban by not losing. Win. Yeah, I guess that I guess they they're up there. People who had good years, the Taliban, hard to argue. Oh God, what is Charles Use says public service announcement. If you're worried about the Rona, put the fucking fork down. <laughs> I'm so yeah. tired of these armies of land whales wheezing angrily about how we're supposed to care about their health. Also, <laughs> I can't say this. Also, uh. <laughs> Fuck those very respectable, nice men of Chinese origin over at Trovo. That's that's what he said. Did he say Russian chinks? No, oh. <laughs> but he might as well have. Uh, here, speaking of difficult things to read, here's Phil, and then we'll get back to the news shortly. Phil says, uh, what did that take? Uh, two weeks for Afghan invaders to oh, to begin... Um, I can say raping, right? That's what happened. There were Afghan refugees who already started the... Uh, we can't say rape? They kicked off show? the raping. That already happened this oh, week. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, when we... When the refugee resettlement contractors... Uh, wait, I'm When we win, the refugee resettlement contractors will be redacted with extreme prejudice. That's creative <laughs> phrasing. That's Susan-approved phrasing. I liked that. I like that, Phil. Thank you for being kind to me. <laughs> I didn't even have to edit that one. Phil also says Alejandro Mayorkas is example is one of numerous examples why you don't allow wow, bad people you. into your government. His loyalty is not with the American people, and he clearly has a grudge against us. A little um, <laughs> he he's he's not to be trusted. It's a. <laughs> As always, you get a chuckle out of me, Phil, and that's that's the best that I can. Uh, he he says that uh, Mayorkas's family is indebted to the United States, and he's not he's not um, upholding his end of the bargain. That's Phil's point. Phil okay. says, and before I forget, happy birthday, blonde. At risk of simping, the wall looks like it's still a long way off. Your husband oh. is a very blessed man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Just a couple more. Ooga Booga. Is that your online screen name? <laughs> Ooga Booga. Did I say that once? Ooh. I, what did you say that in? Uh, there was some. So you, you said it recently in recent weeks and something. Can't remember. The important thing is that I didn't say chimp out. That's the real you thing. You didn't say that. Yes. That, that is true. Okay. Yeah. At my job, I'm always asked, hablas espanol. And I always say no. I'm actually fluent, but. <laughs> Scott. Man, <laughs> you guys are really going to test Tippy Stream's system here. But uh, these these uh, immigrants need to get it together and learn our language. I think that's fair. Do you think that people are mad because you're constantly bastardizing? I don't know what their... to do, man. But I think that's kind of the bit. That's, that's sort of the appeal. Incompetent Hand says, Matt, have you really never thought of the contradiction between the strong whammon and the welfare state. You should check out um, this blonde who wants to repeal the 19th. She can explain hypergamy. If you bring her on her, if you bring her on the show, say happy birthday, birthday for me. I forget in what context we were talking about that, but yeah, about maybe hypergamy? it was, no, it was just on Wednesday when we were talking about how there's an inherent contradiction in 
cultivating so-called strong women through this women's liberation movement has actually made them it's just redirected their dependence made to them the government weaker right yeah probably in many ways yeah, yeah. i think Isn't that it was superior uh, to be dependent on a man that loves you than a disinterested government oh of course yeah, yeah. one will actually serve you and mm. uh, and love you and respect you the other will just pretend to and use you for political purposes yeah and you'll have kids to uh to fulfill your life all right, let's uh, let's say disinterested incorrectly. My husband always he, he says that I say disinterested when I mean to say uninterested. I don't know. I guess I I don't know the technical difference. I would use those terms interchangeably, interchangeably. but maybe they're not. Hmm. Anyway, we will come back to the chats for um, the end of the I'll show. I'll have to just circle back with you. Thank you guys, as always. And okay, tell me about uh, the Chris Cuomo. Not just accuser, but uh, the woman telling her story, I guess, of what happened. I feel like I should start the story by saying that she was old and unattractive in 2005. However, now, no, wait, is this her then or now in the New York Post story? Do you have the link? I think that's her now. Okay. wait, is it the first? Is it the archived one? Uh, It's the second one. Um, Let me see. Okay, so he Wrote her an email. This happened in... I gotta pull this up, actually, because I want to see this picture out of curiosity now. It's like halfway down the story. Is it? Okay. The first one, that's her now. The first one is now. Okay. Is now. Yeah. Man, he looks pretty good for 51, I gotta say. Well, those Cuomo-branded biceps, man. Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. That was her back then. Right? I don't know. I have no idea. Plastic surgery really turns everything on its head. Regardless, she was old and unattractive then. So she was the executive producer of an ABC entertainment special in 2005. She was Cuomo's executive producer at Primetime Live just before that. So she was his boss. And they were at a party. And she was with her husband, who was behind him on an ottoman. And she was talking to friends. And then um, Cuomo came up, walked toward her. And gave her a big hug. And then he put one hand on her butt cheek and like firmly squeezed her butt cheek. Hmm. Um, And then he said, I can do this now that you're no longer my boss. (laughs) (laughs) And she she was married at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Her husband saw the whole thing. Um, She said, no, you can't. Pushing him off my chest while stepping back, revealing my husband who had seen the entire episode at close range. And then we quickly left. My question about this is like, like if my husband saw somebody grab my ass, he would he would ki- he would kick the shit out of them. Like yeah, like, yeah you think there'd be some kind of like, confrontation? Ooh, Chris Cuomo just grabbed your ass. Like let's leave. It's like, <sighs> come on, man. Like she married this huge pussy. Anyway, so we know this happened because he almost immediately wrote her an email. The subject line of which is, "Now that I think of it, I'm ashamed." Is yeah. the email? Oh, here it is in the New York Times story. Yeah. Yeah, where he just talks about how, um, you know, he shouldn't have done that. And there's some levity to it and everything like that. Um, He says it wasn't sexual in nature, but. Well, did you read the last line in this, though? It's creepy. What was it? It says, next time I will remember the lesson, no matter how happy I am to see you. you. Even that's weird. It's misguided flirting. Um, Anyway, so he has addressed this. He talked to. the times um, in a statement. He said, as Shelly acknowledges our interactual or interaction was not sexual in nature. It happened 16 years ago in a public setting when she was a top executive at ABC. 
I apologized to her then and I meant it. I don't know how any of this in the apology is relevant. Well, in in what other nature can you grab an ass? How is that not sexual in nature? Um, it's all that like locker room ass grab oh. that is not sexual in nature. Yes. It was just I mean, he clearly like what was trying to put some moves on her or something like that. And, but I don't know. At no point does really he deny any of the things that she alleges he said either. Because it's not no, just the grab. No, he definitely he definitely did this. I mean, yeah, this is skeevy, skeevy Cuomo stuff. But I also kind of feel like I prefer that time in the American workplace where a guy that you worked with would grab your ass and you would smack him in the face. And then that not if you're married it. though. You got to you got to remember the marital infidelity here too. Right. Well, that's not marital infidelity. I mean, she didn't well, do anything. She didn't, but he is. I, this I grant 100% your distinction. He could have been solved by her husband kicking his ass. That's what, pr- yeah, here? that's probably the proper solution. He violated that marital <laughs> bond. She didn't, but but he. Yeah, did. I know, but yeah. like, I wish women wouldn't act like this is the this is the life changing thing. This life changing thing. This would just be if this happened now, and Chris Cuomo grabbed my ass, and then my husband kicked Chris Cuomo's ass. It would be a party that or a story that we would tell at like every party ever. It wouldn't be it trauma. Wouldn't, it would be. I wouldn't be traumatized by yeah. it. I wouldn't be talking to my therapist about it or anything. You know, it's just like, can can we have some of that? Just walk it off. Walk it off. I also have to appreciate that Chris Cuomo was advising his brother Andrew on how <laughs> to know, handle knowing that he did this and that everybody was going to find out. What you got to do is send so a subtle, creepy email follow up in which you say, I'll remember the lesson no matter how happy I am to see you. OK, yeah, cool, man. So super creepy. I don't dispute that this uh, happened at very clearly did yeah uh really inappropriate in a workplace setting uh it doesn't really matter that she wasn't his boss anymore but you know i just wish that these these things could be solved with people's interpersonal relationships i'm like what's her husband's problem is there any statement from cnn do they care about this we know they didn't care about him advising his brother no that that statement from cuomo through cnn to the times oh that was through cnn so that would imply yeah that would imply cnn is uh, at least not punishing him if they're acting as his spokesperson, basically. Yeah, I mean, uh, women shouldn't be in the workforce anyway, so. Problem solved. Whips at the border. No women in the workplace. More asses Let's grabbed, not less. Give the Haitians the all the whips and then station the Haitians outside of all workplaces to whip women trying to go into work. We fixed it. We'll just repurpose all of this stuff slightly and we've got all the problems got solved. It. I don't know. Maybe I'm Maybe I'm being a little bit... Uh, too hard, too hard on women. But I just don't think this is a huge deal. I think your prescription to solve this problem is going to be much more vicious because this I don't know if you've seen the clip, but this particular <gasps> piece of the Corona propaganda. I thought uh, th- this is one of the weirdest, most cult like bizarre scenes I've seen throughout this whole coronavirus event of the last year do, and a half. Do you know this band? I've heard of them before. I'm not huge into their music, but I have heard the name before. And you can remember a time when rock music and rock shows were about rebelling and questioning authority and corporate power. Now it's apparently about celebrating compliance with corporate interest. This was the Isle of Wight Music Festival last weekend. And Kaiser Chiefs frontman Ricky Wilson pulled the audience 
about who had what vaccine and what the audience thinks about so-called anti-vaxxers. See your hands again. Remember all clean hands. Let me hear if you've had the Pfizer vaccine. There were a few people. Yeah, I guess. A couple. Guys, do you remember the days when a rock concert used to be about doing a bunch of cocaine and having promiscuous sex in a bathroom? Yeah, I don't think there were a lot of public health concerns. (laughs) I know. In the classic times. Not that that's the way that it should be, but it used to represent like a a carefree alternative life where you didn't worry about health consequences is, is my point. It's like, well, this counterculture really always have counterculture has some value to sort of keep the prevailing orthodoxy yeah. or tradition in check. Not that it's Ugh. always good, but man, when, when pop culture has been fully integrated as just another propaganda arm of the powers that already exist in government and business, this is a this is a scary alliance where you can't even be a weirdo or a dissident in the art setting, which has always been the traditional setting for that that sort of person. But this, if there's any silver lining, it's that this frontman Ricky Wilson got a lot of pushback on Twitter. He uh, he was accused of um, of being in a cult. <laughs> he was accused of stoking division, and he tweeted. Uh, quote, I thought the virus was frightening. It's not, but okay. But the dedicated velocity of the vaccine risk aware community is swift, personal, harsh, expletive ridden and effective. They win Good. fair and square. Twitter is yours. So it sounds like he's taking a break from social media. Great. That 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 makes me feel powerful. Hmm. You heard it. You heard it from him. Your hate tweets were effective in getting they him to think about it. They were very highly effective, right? Yeah. They were so personal. I'm crying in my bathtub right now. Yeah. The um the trend in the propaganda that I think is even more alarming is the shift toward kids. Uh, part of that is the shift in the the attention and the study of the vaccine for use on kids, and part of it I think is just a deliberate effort to pull at people's emotions, but just to center ourselves around the data, because that's always important to do both the case and death curves of the dreaded Delta variant are decidedly on the decline. Cases are more on the decline than deaths are. Deaths are a lagging indicator, of course, but there's every reason to believe that all of the fears about overrun hospitals to whatever extent those were true or strained resources or whatever the, the fear of the day was, that that is going to be alleviated and alleviating, not not worsening. <sighs> so and then not that it was ever a terrible thing for kids in the first place, but we're still going to treat kids like they are, I guess, at risk or at, at bare minimum that they're vectors for transmission, which itself is a very dubious claim, but. On CNN this week, medical analyst Dr. Jonathan Reiner said, quote, children are the reservoir in this country for the virus. What a creepy statement. Children are the reservoir for the virus. This is where the virus is hiding and how it's spreading. Kids are picking it up at school and bringing it home. Extinguishing the transmission in children is important. That's okay. retarded because people we've seen that this vi- this uh this um virus it's going to be 
transmitted to people eventually. So does it matter through whom? It's not like people are going to be able to do this indefinitely and they're never going to get infected. I, I'm not aware of on what basis that, that this claim that schools are driving the transmission. I'm not aware on what data they, they make that claim anyway, but, but they're saying it. And if they say it enough times, it tends to be true in the eyes of many. Of course, Dr. Fauci has, has come out a few weeks ago and said he supports mask mandates universally in schools. He wants your kids to be muzzled for all time, but that's predictable. The CDC, though, is doing their work of trying to give data support to that idea that your kids need to be muzzled at school all the time. And sure, we've had a year and a half to try to show that mask mandates have been effective in states or localities versus non-mask mandates or just simply allowing people to make decisions for themselves freely. We haven't been able to demonstrate that. You can't show that states with mask mandates have had better health outcomes or transmission reductions than states or localities where People have simply been free to choose for themselves. But magically, we've somehow come up with data to show now that in schools, mask mandates reduce transmission, according to three studies released by the CDC on Friday. I know we both had a brief read through some of these uh, pieces of analysis. And I know I have some thoughts and you have some thoughts on some of the flaws in the analysis. Do you want to go first or I have some thoughts too? Sure. Um, Well, the first and the second study that we'll discuss, uh, they're only doing, they they separated um, the groups of people into people that masked early, like immediately, and people that masked later, and then people that did not mask or schools that did not mask. And Mm -hmm. uh, the, the rates of transmission were obviously highest in the in the non-masked group, but they eliminated the first seven days of school, all transmission in the first seven days of school, which Mm. is obviously when the highest rate of transmission would be. Um, So my biggest problem with these two studies is, does it matter? Did they give a reason for doing that, by the way? I didn't catch that part. The first seven days? Yeah. Did they give a reason for chopping that off? I I, No, I don't think so. Hmm, Um, I wonder why. So they're, they're only showing us like two months, maybe even six weeks of data. I'd like to see uh, the data throughout the entire school year because I know that they don't have it yet. But I bet what's happening is there's an immediate increase in transmission, uh, not because masks are highly effective, but because the kinds of people that the kinds of children that are wearing masks are also going to be uh, not engaging in like hugging and kissing behavior and sharing yeah. drinks. And they're going to be socially distanced and stuff like that. So we don't know which which is the mask. And if you brought it out over the entire year, I bet there would be a big increase in the people that were not masked immediately. And then there would be a huge decrease in transmission, whereas it would be more of like an even curve over the masked population. I bet by the end of the school year, you're going to have the same transmission rates. So do I really give a fuck what's happening in the first six weeks of the school year? No, I I don't really care. And you don't have to dig incredibly deep to find not just flaws in these studies that they're citing but admitted limitations by the authors of the studies themselves you see that limitation section it's like longer than the abstract i want to highlight that yeah i wish i could (laughs) say like oh i'm so bright and smart that i caught the fatal flaw in their reasoning (laughs) listen man i just read down to when the the authors themselves talked about the limitations that's one thing you won't get emphasized now it is on the cdc website i'm not going to say that they're hiding it but when you talk about your typical coverage in Yahoo, like I was showing here where I found the story, you're not going to see these limitations discussed at all. You're just going to see CDC says masks save lives at school. So do it, you idiot. All right. The first 
study here is about comparing school districts in Arizona mask. Mm -hmm. And and when they say mask, what we're talking about is mask mandates versus not mask mandates. So even Mm -hmm. there's a fundamental flaw here that we think it's masked versus unmasked. It's really not. Plenty of people are wearing masks voluntarily at these districts that are so-called unmasked. But but this first study here, it's called a the authors call it a crude analysis. Well, why do they call it a crude analysis? Uh, it means it really has no controls. That's why it's a crude analysis. It's comparing districts with mask mandates to districts without. And it assumes that any difference that they see is attributable to what? To masks. But the comparison is K through 12. So we know what? Many of those students are eligible for the vaccine. They've received it. A bunch um, of them have already had COVID. They don't say anything else about other measures that are in place, like social distancing yeah. or anything else that might prevent transmission in any meaningful way. There are any number of factors that might explain differential transmission rates that are not controlled for in any way. But we're just going to pretend that because we looked at mask versus unmask, that explains the difference without any consideration for those other variables that are not just plausible explanatory variables, highly likely, highly relevant. Highly likely, yeah. The second one, as as you mentioned, they've got a list in this one, limitations on the bottom. The second one, we're doing the same sort of thing. We're comparing school districts with mask mandates against school districts without. Get a load of the limitations list at the bottom. Well, uh, you know, in this study, causation cannot be inferred, even though every headline infers causation. But the authors are telling you not to. Why can't you infer causation? Well, there are a few a few reasons and a few things to consider. Uh, one of the limitations, county level teacher vaccination rate and school testing data were not controlled for in the analysis. Ah. So not just vaccination status, but also that's that's another thing to consider. How are you determining positive cases? Are you testing everyone at the same rate or in the same way? Are you testing every day versus every week? Obviously, that's going to explain how many Is cases only you symptomatic. end up. Right. Well, yeah. A lot of differentiation in that, uh, in how you're how you're testing and identifying positive cases. Finally, because of the small sample size of counties selected for the analysis, the findings might not be generalizable, but every headline's going to go ahead and generalize them as though this is obviously the thing we need to do. Right. The third study isn't it's not even about masks. The third study is just an analysis of schools staying open. How many are open? What's how yeah, are they? I, I don't even know really what uh, what that had to do with the previous two. Also, isn't there going to be some kind of selection bias? People that are uh, against the vaccine and are against against the mask mandate are going to pull their kids out of these schools, and then the remaining children sure. are going to come from homes where they they have vaccinated families, and there's going to sure. be a low transmission rate anyway. Uh, this had this looks to me like very limited, highly selective, uh, just data selection to get the sort of result you want and move on without considering, I guess it's no surprise. We we don't consider natural immunity in our public health strategy ever. Why would we consider it in our data analysis strategy either? Well, I don't even care if uh, there's evidence that masks work because the assumption that you're relying on there is that you'll never become infected so long as you're wearing a mask, which means that there's no end in sight. There's no end in sight. As a society, we just have to be like, okay, well, we're all going to get coronavirus. It's fine. Everybody chill out. I had yeah. it. It's fine. Another thing that's that we should point out, as though it's all benefit, too. Even if I were to grant this premise that it protects your kids from coronavirus, are we just going to pretend there aren't significant potential downsides to consider about right. wearing a mask for eight hours a day? And not just restricting your breathing, but developmental concerns we worry about all the time. Kids... 
are no they're trained to believe that someone's bare face is a threat against them and they're not seeing the yeah. subtleties in people's facial expressions anymore. We're just going to pretend that's a non-consideration. There are 2-year-olds right now that have never seen the unmasked face of anybody but their parents. Yeah, I'm sure there are. And for some, maybe not even their parents. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's it's just it's outrageous. We should really be concerned about the 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 repercussions of doing this. Non sequitur, but did I tell you I'm antibody positive? Oh, that's uh, you did, but we didn't mention publicly your test results. Okay, yeah. So my tests were positive. My dad's were positive. My mom's were negative. All of us had it. My brother negative for the Quest uh, test and for the finger prick. And then my sister-in-law, interestingly, she was negative for the Quest test, positive for the Fred Meyer finger prick antibody. Those are both anti. Okay, so they're both antibody antibody tests. tests. Interesting. So these are clearly Hmm. horseshit. Hmm. It's inexplicable. I don't know what's going on with these, but we're not going to be able to rely on uh, proof of natural immune response to protect us from getting vaccinated Hmm. is my point. Yeah. Well, if you wonder what sort of parents maybe have never showed their unmasked faces to their own kids, we'll get a glimpse of a couple potential in that (laughs) or parents who are close to that level of uh, paranoia. And we're, we're very close, apparently, to. Pfizer's vaccine receiving at least emergency authorization from the FDA. Pfizer says they have data to show that their vaccine is safe and effective for kids five to 11. Uh, We don't have a timeline for when that emergency use authorization might be uh, granted by the FDA, but it could be uh, within weeks, apparently. And what we're supposed to believe is One, not only that this should be given to kids, but two, that kids are eager to get it, that kids are just lining up like they're seeing Santa Claus at the mall to get one of these precious vaccines to save their lives or to save the lives of those around them. I could not believe this tweet from I don't know anything about this lady. Her name's Jessica Bollinger. She's a YouTube, some sort of family YouTuber, mom YouTuber. But she reacted to this news from NPR about Pfizer showing early positive results for their vaccine for five to 11 year olds. The the picture of this kid with his hands over his mouth, her son. Like he's like he's looking at Christmas morning and he just got the present that he wants, like he's on the verge of tears from his excitement. And she captions it Parker when I read him the headline that Pfizer's early results of their trials are showing that COVID back that COVID vaccines are safe and effective for five to 11 year olds. With five exclamation points, a a child does not have a natural reaction to that news that like we're seeing in this image, the level of propagandizing and and just installation of fear that has to be done to a young boy to get him to have this sort of reaction to to that news. I don't know what this kid has been told, but it's not healthy. It's it's so depressing. Yeah, it's a tragedy. Well, they have a huge YouTube channel. I don't know anything about their channel or all, all I know is this. And this is well, she's fat and her husband looks like a huge bitch. So this is pretty much what I expected. <laughs> Dude, well, that settles your it. woman under control. That settles this it. This is just, well, you know, people are ruining the lives of children. I don't really feel like being. Uh, being this, something has to have gone very haywire if this is an authentic reaction and it's not staged. Something. This is what happens something when cruel. men. Yeah, when men don't get women's histrionic impulses under control. Like yeah. This is just hypochondriasis, totally uncontrolled, unedited, unfiltered. And it's because this dude clearly has a tiny dick. <laughs> well, in other uh, kid-oriented propaganda, 
we've heard, of course, these countless stories of statistical anomalies highlighted to push the narrative. Oh, my brother was young and healthy and he still died. Or my friend just finished running a marathon, but then he collapsed at the finish line and died because he had Rona. You know, all those kind of stories that are statistically rare, but they're pushed as though they're representative to make you very fearful of, uh, of the virus and make you very motivated to go get your vaccine or whatever they want you to do. Here's a new one. A 12 year old boy in New York got the vaccine for his 12th birthday which oh reportedly was his idea because his otherwise healthy dad died last year. And take note of what he, speaking of this is this is what I found very odd about this news story. You talk about female histrionics and, and huh. female emotion being uncontrolled. I don't doubt that that there's a lot of that uh, motherly guidance happening in this particular story, but she's noticeably emotionally cold. And she delivers a very bizarre statement at the end of the segment. For the last year, Gavin Roberts has had one birthday wish in mind. He was always saying, uh, well, it's the vaccine. Yeah. I'm going to get that. So this Sunday, on his 12th birthday, a nurse granting him that wish. He was finally old enough to get his first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. That piece of paper, a reminder of just how cruel the virus could be. Last year, COVID-19 took his father's life. Police officer Charles Rob Roberts. Officer Roberts was when just 45 years accident. old. His wife says he was healthy when he was taken down by COVID. He took the virus very seriously, but because other people all didn't, and there wasn't vaccinations then, and there wasn't great testing, um, I mean, he never had the opportunity to get the vaccine. We see the only way out of this pandemic is to get as many people vaccinated. Here as possible by part. seeing us um hopefully it personalizes it for people and it's a real thing and it really happened to us we're not paid actors it really happened <laughs> okay. okay just totally, that wasn't weird at all you you can you can you can be assured this is a very real story from unpaid people uh we're not actors we weren't hired by anyone to tell you this it's totally legit well, thank you what for clarifying. What was his husband's name? I, I'm sure he had an underlying condition. Robert. I have not uh, evaluated his case uh, very thoroughly, so I don't know exactly what happened to him. I'm calling bullshit on this. I am curious, as I am with all of these propaganda stories, but I just thought that was such a bizarre uh, thing to say, unprovoked. We're not paid actors, you know. We're, we're, not we're real actors. people with a real story. All right, fair enough. Even if I take it, as, as she tells it, though, and the story is true, I get really annoyed when she says, well, he died because people didn't take the virus seriously. How do you know? How do you know? Who, who gave him the virus? How do you know it wasn't a person who masked every day and got the vaccine on its first day of availability? Uh, who... This has some hilarious comments on it. though. She's a terrible actress. She blinks and closes her eyes way too much when she talks. <laughs> One of the top comments was, oh, she's not a paid actor. Well, that settles it. <laughs> Thank you. What a bizarre, uh, how what a bizarre thing. I would like to dig into this father's death story. I'm, I'm skeptical. If you learn more, I would uh, love to know what you learn. I didn't have as much time today to look at it as I would have Let liked. Let me know live so. chat. I didn't catch his name. It's Robert something or another. <laughs> the, I will link it in the description. You can find um, the, the story of the just Google 12 year old boy gets vaccine for birthday. You'll find the story. 12 year old boy's mother ruins his life. <laughs> Speaking of bizarre television spectacles, I wanted to mention this briefly. If the vaccine is so obviously effective and makes you safe from severe symptoms and the vaccine is the only way out of this, like that, like the mom says, well, why do we keep acting like the vaccine means nothing? 
Right. There was another example of that on The View this week when the producers abruptly interrupted the show and removed host Sonny Hostin and Anna Navarro from the set, even though they are both fully vaccinated. And they have uh, they've taken lots of vaccines, according to Joy Behar. Here's what it looked like. Two of you to step off for a second. Okay. Anna and and uh, and, and we're going to bring Sunny you back later. Have to okay. leave. Yeah. Yes. And we'll tell you why. More information later. It's a tease. This is going to be a major news story any minute now. Yeah. What happened is that uh, Sunny and Anna both apparently tested positive for COVID. No matter how hard we try, uh, these things happen. They probably have a breakthrough case and they'll be okay. I'm sure because they're both vaccinated. Up the wazoo. You know, a lot yeah. of vaccines. Ooh. <laughs> Why would you say that? Why would you <laughs> Vaccinated say it like that? Up the wazoo is uh, odd phrasing, yeah. But has shortly, Anna Navarro always been that fat? I didn't get a good glimpse of what she looked like. Oh, so fat! She's always been she, thick. She's always she's always been of that stature. She's yeah, she's crossed over into obese territory. Hmm. Well, that's probably why she has to leave. She's very much at risk, no matter how many vaccines they stick in her. Well, shortly after, the also vaccinated Kamala Harris came on the stage to talk more about the fake whippings uh, at the border and not the actual invasion. Um, The fake whippings are very important. She's our border czar. Don't forget. Our border czar is on top of the fake whippings, but not the actual border crossings themselves. But but yeah, it's it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, except that we have to protect the fully vaccinated from the fully vaccinated. That's what we just watched. Oh, yeah. And you know that Anna Navarro subsequently, like almost immediately tested negative twice. Oh, I didn't even see that update. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, my God. Talked about it on our Twitter. So I don't oh know what was going on. This seems like it was maybe a publicity stunt hmm. of sorts, or I don't know that they would really want to highlight that the test is clearly unreliable and is issuing false positives to people uh, indiscriminately. Hmm. But it did seem like this was, he, it's just a tease. And she showed no symptoms. She's not sick. Yeah. Okay. Well, who knows? Who knows what the hell's going on there? Is it a deliberate effort to put fear into you? Is it just absolute botchery and mistakes and faulty tests? I don't know. But one thing I do know in prior weeks, you had astutely and correctly forecasted that, both the vaccine mandate resistance of um, rural Trump supporting America and the term, the polite term I like to use is uh, hip hop enthusiasts of, of color. The, the Nicki Minaj crowd. I know they're going we need to like ally. a new symbol where it's like a, you know, like a German hand. And then around it is a black hand. It's it's that meme of the the hand in hand is like their officials, yeah. the, the black and the white hand from whatever Arnold movie that was. That's uh, that's the symbol that we need to. Apply. Whatever Arnold movie that was. That's a movie we need to watch, probably. I know it's from a movie. I just don't know which one. The audience hates you right now, probably. Yeah. Well, we, of course, saw some of that with the Nicki Minaj episode last week, plus the resistance of those black uh, restaurant patrons who were kicked out of a couple different restaurants in New York City for not showing proof of vaccination uh, under Bill de Blasio's mandate uh, for for Predator. doing that. What was the movie? Predator? Predator. Yeah. Oh, it's Sorry. in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's even more demonstration this week because remember the allegation at Carmine's restaurant. Yes. I, I had said Carmen's. I think it's Carmine's. So I got to pronounce it correctly. Carmine's restaurant last week. This was the 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 case where the Asian hostess supposedly called a black woman the N word during this vaccine card dispute. <laughs> and there was a physical altercation in which the Asian woman had to visit the hospital. 
Black Lives Matter New York had pledged to protest car mines. And this week they did exactly that. They showed up at the restaurant with a bullhorn to yell at them for their injustices toward the black community. what it is but even the crazy energy of a fat black woman i find it just hilarious <laughs> and intoxicating it's the lizzo effect it's happening again <laughs> yeah uh it's hard it's a little hard to hear what she was saying but if you couldn't understand she's saying look at the optics here they put all black people up front but i'm sure that's because the asian woman was too beat up to return to work <laughs> i'm sure that was coincidence that they just put all black people as their host staff for the day I have so many feelings about this. It, 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 your prediction is trending toward correct. And I have no reason to believe that this trend is going to slow down anytime soon. They'll turn on um, us eventually, but I feel better dealing with like a, the crazy black lives matter community than I do dealing with the federal government. So I'm willing to make this unholy alliance now, knowing that later I'm going to be in trouble. I am usually not a fan of the uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend type philosophy. That said, I think that the threat of an ever encroaching federal government is is so significant yeah. that I'm I'm warmer to it in this context than I have been in others. I even uh, like Black Hitler now. And it's it's not going to end in New York. Hawk Newsom, the Black Lives Matter New York guy is pledging we're going to make a, a an up, a whole uprising ab- about this in New York over the vaccine mandate. He says that the vaccine mandate is racist um because of course it has disproportionate enforcement on black people in the city. It's noted in this story. I don't know if this this sounds higher. This sounds higher than I would believe, but it must be correct. It says it's according to state data. Eighty five point six percent of black people in the state of New York remain without one dose of the vaccine. Holy cow. That's what it says. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, The Black Lives Matter New York guy, Hawk Newsom, says, I think in a perfect world, vaccine requirements should be handled business by business, but it could be a slippery slope. So the mandate should be removed completely. It's not going to be white men in suits on Wall Street who are going to be stopped. There's such hypocrisy in this thing. It's not going anywhere. And you you mentioned Black Hitler. I'm glad you remember him. Oh, I do. He is back. I don't know. I guess maybe he never left. I just haven't seen anything from him for a little while. But Black Hitler is leading protests at the CDC with Nicki Minaj fans, and he's openly inviting Trump supporters to join. They said that they had one scheduled for this Friday. I haven't seen a lot of images or video from that event if it happened, but they're saying they're going to do this every Friday until their biggest event for November 22nd. So every Friday from five to seven at the CDC headquarters in Atlanta, Black Hitler is leading a group of Nicki Minaj fans of color in open recruited alliance with Trump supporters. He says, this is such a human issue that we can't let things that used to separate us continue to separate us. A real core value of our humanity is literally being ripped from us. The ability to say what goes inside of our bodies. He says he wants to put political differences aside to work against vaccine mandates. So here I am happening right now. All right. Here I am listening to, to, yeah, to black Hitler and saying, go on. Tell me more. 
Well, there are bigger issues at stake here. And smart people see that uh, all of this invented racial tension. Well, some of it's real, but most of it is just the government trying to stoke racial issues so they can distract from their string of malice and incompetence. And people like him see it. We so can good all get for together him. on this issue. Good for him. We shall see what happens at the CDC headquarters. He says that staff threw some food at him or something. I, I don't know, or threw some things at him. I don't know what happened there, but we'll keep an eye on it. It is time for oh. hoax hate. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? We'll get to the backwards swastika in a minute. I, I That one, I think, the one that we'll get to with the backwards swastika, I think is real. This one, I'm really on the fence about. Mm. Usually the letters you can fairly categorize as fake, but there are some other factors here because this letter bit in Illinois is being repeated. As we'll get to in a moment, at least eight it restaurants. Wrong, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least eight restaurants have received this letter. But on Monday, the first I saw of the letter, this hammer and sickle account on Twitter posts a picture of it claiming that his friend's parents had uh, they'd received the, the letter in the mail at their Chinese restaurant, Twin Dragon in Niles, Illinois. And the, the letter is titled Court Order. And it's presented <laughs> as though it came from. A judge in Cook County, Illinois. And uh, how many of the slurs can I get away with reading here? You can definitely say spick. Can I say that one? (laughs) Okay. And gays and queers, of course. Yeah. Just not the N-word? Okay. No N-word, yeah. Our community, this is the letter, dated September 14th. Our community in the United States is no place for N-words. And then I love, just to clarify, in parentheses, blacks. (laughs) Blacks. That's what you meant. (laughs) Spicks, without the C. Uh, Hispanics, to clarify. Chinks, which refers to Asians. That's just gays, the Chinese. This person sucks at this. Gays, queers, etc. Yeah, what is the... Well, I don't know. Some, sometimes they use those to mean different things. Like queer can refer to gender non-conforming and stuff. I don't know. Um, the letter continues. We definitely don't need your Kung flu like other viruses that come from outside the United States. And we definitely don't need your shitty restaurants in our community. If you... D- <laughs> If you don't close it immediately, you and your group will face gang actions indefinitely (laughs) (laughs) and you will know just what all a gang can do. You can't run to the police or courts because we are the law. So long, asshole. Two words. Judge Jeffrey L. Warnick, the white judge club. P.S. The best part about being a judge is that you can get away with anything. Jeffrey Warnick is a real judge in the circuit court of cook county in skokie illinois he did not send this letter nor did anyone with uh, the court system in cook county illinois the original tweet received tens of thousands of likes and retweets the poster has since privated his account but he conceded that obviously the the court never wrote this letter it is a it is his opinion the, the poster's opinion that it's from a real hate group posing as the judge. I thought that was probably unlikely when I first saw this, but reporting later in the week says that the same forged letters presented as though their court communication were sent to at least eight restaurants in the area, all minority owned. 
There are no currently no suspects, but police are investigating. This is clearly hoax hate. What made you skeptical about whether or not this is hoax hate? The uh, apes restaurants? The the volume of it. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes me a, a little that it's a little odd. Usually it's not that involved to get eight people involved in it, but but then again, just because no, you send it to eight person sending the eight letters. Yeah, and just just because there's one person doing it doesn't necessarily imply that they're you could have a hoaxer who isn't in cooperation with the targets. It could be someone no. looking to stir up racial tension. This is an Asian person. The phrasing is bizarre. Like, the it, phrasing it, is an Asian person and he's like, oh, my restaurant doing so bad during coronavirus. I get with other local restaurant owners and we get together. We get GoFundMe. Shut our restaurants yeah. down. Take money. Do they have GoFundMe's? I have not seen if any of the restaurants have GoFundMe, but to your point, mm. they are, it looks like a lot of Chinese restaurant names in some of the the restaurants that are mentioned in this local coverage. One is a Chinese name I can't even pronounce. The other is Tub Tim Thai Restaurant. I like the, your shitty restaurant. Your <laughs> shitty restaurant. Like, yeah. You will, I, I can't get over the phrasing of you will face gang action. Let me get it right one more time. <laughs> your, you and your group will face gang actions indefinitely. That's, yeah, I don't know that that's... Uh, and you will know just what all a gang can do. <laughs> That's definitely how black Americans talk. Yeah. The Crips it, are coming from you so that you will know. You will just know what all a gang can do to you. This next case, I bet, is legit, at least insofar as I bet it's someone who's actually opposed to vaccine mandates who's posting these signs. That's what I, that's what I think. Okay. But I, yeah. I wanted to highlight it because it features both a classic backward swastika and some originality. This is North Kitsap, Washington. Hate symbols protesting vaccines have been seen posted around town. As reported locally, the signs show a backward swastika, a backward swastika design with syringes. So the arms of the swastika are actually syringes. And then under the swastika, it says, quote, losing patience. I love a, this. A Biden a quote. job. Yeah, to presumably express frustration and intimidation regarding certain vaccine mandates. I love the this quote. This is a from, commentary on the mandate being fascistic. That's the way I interpret it. Yeah. But members of this town, this lady running for city council, they want to make it uh, a racial thing like this is pro white supremacism or something like that. When it's clearly saying, hey, stop being Nazis and forcing the vaccine on people. That's what they're saying. But this woman, her name is Pam Keeley, who's running for city council. I loved some of her commentary in the story. She says elected officials need to condemn this racist hate messaging in Kitsap. Is it Kitsap or Kitsap? I don't know. Kitsap, I think. Kitsap. She says sitting councilman Andrew Phillips hangs a Blue Lives Matter flag during virtual council meetings and nothing has been done about it. So, you know, weird swastika vaccine is just like guy with a, you know, a pro police flag. In yeah. his background when he's at the Zoom meeting. But she said combined with the tacit approval of of uh, that guy and other council members, it telegraphs a tolerance for symbols of white supremacy and other hateful sentiments and violent organizations in our community. Repeated pleas from the community to establish a race equity advisory group and other constructive measures continue to languish the public safety and legal committee. So. Yeah, again, it's she's taking this as some kind of uh, like pro-Nazi message when it's clearly anti-Nazi. That is the intent. Anti-Nazi, right? Behind it's fairly it. obvious. Anyway, anything else you have to say about this case? 
No, but I did look into it and this guy had a heart attack while he was recovering from coronavirus. Oh, so it was okay. So it was uh it was one of those heart episodes. What heart yeah. episodes? This well, thing? You have you've had cases where people are recovering and they have some kind of like you know, men have not just men, but people have like freak heart attacks. That does happen. Yeah. Was he yeah. hospitalized for coronavirus? No, he was recovering at home from coronavirus and, and then had he a- had a heart attack. And then he went to the hospital. Okay. So he wasn't even hospitalized. No. The plot thickens. They're saying it was a complication of coronavirus, but how do we know that he just didn't have an unrelated heart heart attack? He's a 45-year-old guy. He doesn't look overweight. So, you know, he's not like high risk for heart disease, but how do we know he doesn't have familial heart disease? Yeah, look look at the case of super fat. Look at the case of Brian Sicknick, an otherwise healthy seeming middle-aged man who we're supposed to believe was bludgeoned with a fire extinguisher or whatever, but he had a blood clot and died unexpectedly. It does happen even with seemingly healthy people. I'm not aware that coronavirus causes um, heart attacks. Is that, is I don't. There, uh, I, I don't know enough to speculate off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. I know that there have been a lot of these cases where some, obviously, someone has coronavirus, dies of some other issue, and of course, we say and it was corona caused. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not seeing uh, substantial evidence that it was directly caused by coronavirus also have you seen that this video is totally ratioed oh yeah i love that it got crushed which is good to 16 see. down 4.4 up and yeah. 400,000 views she's just getting roasted in the comments <laughs> all right sorry it, to, it was some that. legendary propaganda so i'm glad it's getting yeah. proper treatment anyway it's time for the weekly movie review in a world of movie references flying over his head one man will finally watch them this is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. That Batman gets you chuckling every single time. Good for him. I know it's such a good it's such a good sounder. Con- again, congratulations to Batman and his lovely bride. I hope they're doing I know, well. Oh, that's sweet. This um, week's review is uh, for the 2007 historical drama The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, starring Brad Pitt and Casey Affleck. I know you love some Casey Affleck, so I can't wait to what hear. A, I but. fucking hated this movie. <laughs> well, we, we, I hated it. I want to hear why you hated it, but I want to make sure. Our, Give a little synopsis first. Our, well, our movie nominator, James, I want to get his thoughts in because he said it's a he said um, it's a personal favorite of mine. And I think it could serve as a Matt torture device due to its overly slow pacing and numerous unnecessary scenes. But I'm a sucker for the atmosphere music presentation of this movie. But I I could see it getting the Blade Runner one out of five wiki treatment from Matt. Very interesting to see what people think of this one if it makes the cut. So it sounds like maybe someone might give it the one wiki treatment, but it won't be me, actually. Yeah, zero wikis. I hated this. Wow. I mean, do we need to give a little rundown? I think that the extremely long name tells you pretty much everything you need to know (laughs) about the movie. Um, God, I hated this movie. This was such faggot nonsense. There's so much man crying spliced with homoerotic tones and instead of (laughs) butt sex it's just them trying to trying to murder each other um and then i have to watch casey affleck affleck faggot basically (laughs) splooge his pants um while he kills brad pitt who's also a faggot and brad pitt he just turns around and takes it like a faggot 
Okay. This was so gay. Everybody's, ooh, who's going to kill who? Are you going to kill me? I'm going to kill you. It was like Brokeback Mountain all over again, except it was like nine hours long. And so I was like, am I the only person that thought that this movie was fucking gay? And so Mm -hmm. I never do this, but I Googled some reviews after I wrote my review. Yeah. And then I read Roger Ebert's review and Mm. he's just talking about how fucking queer this movie is. And I was Mm. like, yes, I'm onto it. So I wanted to read this. Um, There's this is from Roger Ebert. There are the usual lyrical passages of of Jesse playing with his kids and loving his wife. And yet Mm. all the time he and the coward have something deadly going on between them. If Robert cannot be the lover of his hero, what would be more intimate than to kill him? And I was like, weird. Right on. I never. I I agree that it was the relationship between them was probably dramatized not only beyond what was historically true, but beyond what was maybe even necessary for the purpose of the movie. But I didn't take it to be a gay thing. So I'm surprised. Oh, it was so and I, gay. I mean, literally gay. And, and, but that's actually what Ebert was picking up on there. Interesting. Yeah, it was super homoerotic. And I was hmm. just like, you know, they took out all the butt sex that was in Brokeback Mountain and they just made it this like, are you going to kill me? No, I'm going to kill you. Turn around, Brad, so I can kill you, Brad. <laughs> and then Casey Affleck's crying. He's like, I had to kill Jesse. <laughs> God, can you believe that the world's biggest douchebags, Brent Affleck and Casey Affleck, came from the same family? It must be some genetic thing. It's got to be. I haven't watched enough Casey Affleck movies to know. My take on his character in this film was that they they were trying to make him. The point was he was such an admirer of Jesse James, and that was probably exaggerated. Uh, beyond the history of it. So I guess I didn't take it as a shot. I didn't take it as a a knock for Casey Affleck, though the character I could see being annoyed with. Oh, he was such a little bitch. What a waste Mm. of time. And despite, you know, the wide, beautiful shots and everything, I love a Western, okay? Yeah. Three hours for a movie like this, which was not an epic. I was so furious. I had to watch it. 240. Oh my God. I had to watch it over (laughs) two days. I hated it so, three days actually. I hated it so much that I actually knowingly let my rental lapse just so I didn't have to finish it yesterday. (sighs) So I was like, I paid $3, additional $3, just because I was like, I cannot watch this. And then I watched I, it. I finished it before before the show because I was like, this is just painful. I paid three ba- three bucks to go back and get the quote from Brad Pitt. You're acting queer. It cost me three bucks. What a, what a waste <laughs> of time. Um, I just of all the amazing classic movies for you guys to pick. Why are we bothering with this middling faggot nonsense? I just I would say stop the same about, about Blade it. Runner. <laughs> that is. That is asinine. You liked this movie and you didn't like Blade Runner. This movie is a million times better than Blade Runner. This movie's not perfect, but this movie's enjoyable. I, I, are you? But I, I, the whole point is that you get your time to hate. Are you done hating or? No, I'm never done hating. I will hate okay. this movie okay. until I die. I hated well, it so much. Feel free to hate on my um, mostly uh, appreciation of it. So ah. I will admit that I probably have a slight bias toward this. Just, uh, just because I love. Uh, history of the American West. I love Westerns in general. I love the setting of it. So I, I'm probably a little more inclined to be in this movie's uh, corner from the start. But uh, what I loved about this movie the most was something that's a little uncharacteristic for me, which was the aesthetics of it. Normally, yeah. I don't care that much. Like Just because something is beautifully shot or visually pretty doesn't make up for terrible characters or terrible writing. I didn't think that there were terrible characters or terrible writing in this, but the aesthetics of this movie were so great to me that they really stood out. The um, 
the train robbery scene is incredibly memorable to me. I thought that was a fantastically shot scene with Jesse's boots on the on the tracks and it starts kind of quivering and you got the train coming through the trees at night and all the light and the, the steam. The cinematography was excellent. I'll incredible. Really incredible shot. And one thing I uh, or really incredible uh, yeah, cinematography on that. One thing I appreciated, too, is I love Red Dead Redemption 2, the video game which is uh, a Western video game that came out within the last couple of years. I've, I've played it thoroughly, but I did not realize that that scene was essentially recreated in totality in the huh. video game as uh, as just a way of honoring the movie. So that was cool to see landscapes. The Albertan landscapes I thought were awesome. Just the aesthetics overall, I thought were great. Okay. Um, All right. I also appreciated that it was a generally historically accurate telling of what happened. It really is. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of uh, glaring deviation from, especially with the end for Jesse James and for Robert Ford. That is what happened. Jesse James. But got how up. much deviant sex did they include? Now, see, that's the thing. Is was it really like this? Um, this sort of uh, jealousy that Robert Robert Ford had for Jesse James. History would suggest otherwise Who that knows? that really Jesse was just kind of desperate for guys to be in his gang after it was uh, it largely fell apart after the busted right. heist in Northfield, Minnesota. And then you had this semi busted train robbery. Jesse, at the end of his career, was pretty desperate for people to help him out. But and was he beloved by the general public? Was that true? I don't I don't know that much about public perception of him, but. Uh, but I, I, apparently it's true that Robert Ford did tour recreating as well. I don't know if it was as theatrical as it's presented in the movie, but, uh, f- f- whether Jesse was beloved or not, he was beloved enough that somebody got some justice on Robert Ford in the end at a right. saloon in Colorado with a shotgun. That's true. So I, I can appreciate that. The, the one thing I, uh, well, I guess I'll get to some of the deviations in a moment that I thought didn't necessarily help. But for the most part, it's a dramatized retelling of what is largely a largely true uh, historical story of the American West. And I appreciate that. One thing, some things I didn't like. Uh, what the hell is James Carville doing here? I said that that out was loud. James Carville. Yes. I was like, that looks like James Carville. And then I was like, no, he shows up as, okay. uh, the, as the governor of Missouri who makes a deal with Robert Ford um and his brother to to get to take out jesse james and that was that was and zoe de chanel also weird cameo there was she in there i didn't even notice she wasn't it wasn't really a cameo yeah she played oh. the um the chick that uh, robert was confiding in at the end i guess i didn't i guess i didn't notice i didn't I don't she know. wasn't wearing eyeliner so she was totally unrecognizable um anyway uh so so they cast James Carville in this bizarre role and it didn't really make sense because not that you have to resemble the person that you're supposed to be playing, but he had no resemblance and it's not like the resemblance was made up for by his compelling performance. In fact, the director said he really sucked. <laughs> Afterward, director Andrew Dominics said he would never work with James Carville again. He said he came unprepared, couldn't get his lines out right. It's like he had ADD. He took, it took us three hours to shoot that one small scene. I don't know. So it's fine. That was a weird decision to me. And then there were, there were some deviations from, from the historical truth that really didn't serve a lot of purpose. There was this subplot about the best named man in the movie, Dick little trying to, uh, well, not trying to succeeding in, in making moves on the young stepmother of wood height. 
Yeah. And then that leads to the fight that happened between Dick Little and Wood Height, where Wood Height gets shot in the head by Robert Ford. In real life, that was a dispute over Robert Ford's widowed sister. So it was a little bit different. They really drew out this like weird romance to build to a plot point of a fight that could have been much quicker and much more compressed. Yeah. So I, I didn't really enjoy some of that. It wasn't historically true and it just kind of took up a bunch of time. But the one thing I appreciated about Wood Heights death scene when he's shot in the head and bleeding out and his family comes up to him and uh, I, f- I forget who it is that says it to him, but it's family member. I'd get you something to drink, but I'm afraid you just choke on it. You know, your yeah. aunt and your uncle are going to miss you quite a lot. And they just yeah. say these things to him as he's okay. half alive, bleeding out yeah. on the floor. And it just, it, it was a time when everyone died of dysentery, you know, and it's, yeah. I, I just wish that we had, Maybe that was a little too casual about the death of a family member, but it it reminds me of a time where death was not treated with the same hysteria that it is today. So I appreciated that. Um, Is your serious rating on it a zero or a one? I don't even have a zero. Can you give something a zero? I guess you can. Okay, well, I'll give it a one because the cinematography was enchanting and I liked the music. They did have good uh, a good score too, but for me, um, I I actually really enjoyed it. It was a little long, but it's still a solid four wiki for me. Oh, wiki 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 wiki. Hmm, pretty good. Pretty 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 good. But I'm glad that we had this opportunity because I don't know that we had a movie where I've been mostly positive and you outright hated. Oh God, I wanted to find James and just like kick him in the nuts. <laughs> Like, who are you, James? Which is crazy because I loved him, Bruce. Uh, yeah, well, it was a uh, it was a good ender for movie nominator, James, because now we move on to a new set of nominations from our listener. Our, our next listener for October who made the nominations is uh, Mad Murdoch. Before we move on to what's up next. Um, yeah, just a just a few early votes so far. Not a lot of votes coming in just yet, but people are giving it a mediocre three wiki. So. And I don't know that's a movie that a lot of people have seen. That one was, it did crash at the box office. Well, that's good. Uh, Is Idiocracy next? Next week is Idiocracy. All right. I haven't seen it in a long time. I will disclose that is the first movie on the list that I have seen, though I've never formally reviewed. Uh, I have a strongly favorable opinion of this movie, but I'm still going to evaluate it now as though it's fresh and take the same critical eye that I would with anything. I'm excited to watch it again because I haven't seen it in like 15 years or whenever it came out. Have you seen all the Mike Judge TV and movies? Not all, but a good amount. I've watched a lot of King of the Hill. Oh, that show's great. That might be my favorite show that has ever been on TV. It's, uh, that's, I don't know if there's a more hit or miss show for me than King of the Hill. When it's on, it's some of the best. It also has a lot of really dumb, boring episodes that don't really do it for me. That's true. Uh, What else did he do? Beavis and Butthead, loved that. Hmm. Um, Silicon Valley, I thought was hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I'm as, stuff. as far as what's up after that, nominations are John Wick, The Goonies, Dogma, Alita, Battle Angel, Mallrats, Star Trek, Ready Player One. John Wick, which uh, was close behind Idiocracy in the last vote, has an early lead, so we shall see where that goes. Office Space. As a what reminder, else, oh yeah, I forgot he did that. Uh, the one and only place to read my movie reviews and comment on how wrong I am and submit your own rating and vote for the next review and sign up for the chance to nominate the movies for the month like James and Mad Murdoch. That's in my weekly movie uh, review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website, MacKersonsMedia.com. 
Okay. That is a show. We should catch up on chat. We'll call it a night. Whoa. Is it already time? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Haitians and horses. Okay. Issue says, happy birthday, Blonde. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is my birthday. Esoteric Unbound. Uh, We need to credit the Biden admin. They got some of America's most tedious race hustlers to admit that slavery really wasn't that bad. (laughs) 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 Wonder what the admin can get them to say about IQ. Yeah, really. Um, mostly peaceful gun owner. Matt and I once went horseback riding on the southern border. Everything was lovely until the fake news media started kink shaming us for misusing the reins. Mm. You know, I know you didn't see the Brokeback Mountain conversation coming, but that was kind of a good callback on accident. Well done. And as we know, that's one of the five or so movies I have seen is Brokeback Mountain. I have watched that. How many wikis for that? Uh, I, I'd have to, I'd have to rewatch it. It's, I actually saw it around the time that it came out because it was, uh, it was highly controversial at the time. This was like, we were both like, we would both would have been seniors in high school. I think when that movie came out. Huh. So but I always thought Heath Ledger was so hot. I was like, I don't want to see him in a faggy movie. Yeah. But they, their, their sex scenes were more like beatings in that movie. Really? They're like sexing. You haven't seen it. Uh, uh-uh. It's it's not graphic, but they're mostly just like kicking each other's ass. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Whatever. I wish I could uh, quit you. That's uh, a movie reference everyone knows. Oh God, Kaylee Isserhoff. Um, hmm. <laughs> I wish I could quit myself before I had to watch that movie today. <laughs> I'm sure it's only someone's going to make you watch Brokeback now. That's going to come up. I no, come on, guys, come on. It no is culturally movie. significant. No punitive movie choices. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Blade Runner was a punitive movie choice. There will be. Was, I, I couldn't believe that you didn't like Blade Runner. No, I'll never watch it again. I've already <laughs> no. watched it twice just to make sure different cuts. <laughs> That's right. You did watch it twice. Why did you do that? <laughs> because I had I thought I was so insane. I thought I have to be missing something. I don't know. I guess it is kind of hit or miss. One of the red letter media guys hates that movie. Hmm. So um, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before we lose our source of income here in Canadistan. Because of jab mandates, accepting refugees or know anyone looking for an experienced welding inspector, huh? You know, that's some um, specialized work. I wonder if you can get a work visa out here. Although I talked to Laurel about this recently, and it sounds like it's really hard to get a work visa in the United States from basically mm. any country. So my advice to you is to marry somebody or no, she said we. Um, Why is it the advice to just go to Del Rio and walk across? And my second advice was to oh. do a touch brown face. Get that good, um, like, shea butter, <laughs> cocoa, tan going on. Yeah. And then he can draw a little mustache with um, eyeliner, and then yeah. you see if you can't get in through the through the southern border. Waylon Supagayaham. <laughs> okay. The Alberta Mountain Blonde Meetup Group wants thoughts and prayers for two of our members. Paul and his wife, Wendy, are both recovering from the Rona. They're both big fans of the show. I'm sure they would appreciate a shout out. You guys will be fine. Everything's fine. I had it. It's fine. Matt had it, and he barely had any symptoms. And I'm told that that story is very real, and they're not paid actors at all. So yeah, should, yeah. should be very concerned. Next no, week, uh, we're going to get a message that are like, two totally healthy 45-year-old fans <laughs> dead. All the best to you guys. Yeah. Um, I lost my place. I don't know where you left off. I don't have it in front of me, but I can try to help you out. Otherwise, I can go over to uh, Tippy Stream and start there oh, if you need. I found it. I found it. Okay. Uh, the Simpsons since 1990. Um, my mom's heart surgery went well last week. She's back home recovering after a few days in the hospital. Thanks for the prayers and the good vibes. Always enjoy these shows of anger and humor. Thanks with an X. Well, all the best it. to your That's family. Great. Yeah, thank you. <coughs> Miguel. 
Have either of you put any thought into backup plans as to where to go if this country is truly beyond hope, another country, et cetera, learning a second language as a hobby just in case, et cetera, et cetera? You know, no, because I feel like if um, we're getting killed here, like there's going to be no – like I'm not moving to fucking Costa Rica or something. I'll just get mowed down on my property. Yeah, if I can't figure it out in the wilderness in this general area of the country, I'm probably wasn't SOL. meant to be. I, yeah. I can't imagine leaving – like I would I would travel within a few hundred mile radius of this area, but I, I don't think I'm going to move to some different climate or some tropical place or something like that. I don't know. I guess I could go to China, but hmm. oh, I don't want to refuge China. in China. Please give me the actual communists. It's going to get that bad. Yeah, I'll do what I can. Knuckle hunky buck. Um, if you go to Trovo.live, the answer is right there above the logo. It says beta. You have to use a site that says Alpha or Chad above the logo. Don't use sites that have <laughs> cast spell buttons. I feel like this is probably on us. It probably was good advice, but at the same time, you know, my philosophy is I'd l- I want to bring the show to people where they want to watch it. And I've never understood Trovo, but if people want to watch it there, I will gladly send it there. So that's okay. Uh, they we'll, we'll, we'll set up shop somewhere else and we won't give our money to people who hate us. I'm glad to know that they hate us. And they want nothing to do with us because we don't need to enrich them if that's the case. They hate us because they ain't us or something. Uh, Deep Beetle Leader Doug, happy birthday, Blonde. Thank you. Thanks for the many laughs you've given us. And may the future hold many more smiles for you and us all. Oh, gay balls. No matter where you go. We love you. you Thank you, Doug. You're very special. Nice of you. I appreciate it. Laurel. Oh, it's Laurel's birthday, too. Happy birthday to Blonde. We have the same birthday. I'm just ever so slightly older. So you're 22. Yeah. A lot of experience. I, I I knew you guys had the same birthday. I guess I just That's right. I, I forgot. It, it escaped I'm my sorry. mind. So thank you for reminding us. And happy birthday. And happy of course, uh, I hope that your your new home is treating you well. Yeah. Uh, Boogeyman nine one seven says I doubt it. Whenever he says that, I always make a mental note. I'm going to plug that sounder into the system because there's no excuse for it not being there. And then I never do. How long has it been without that sounder? I I always have it or not always, but often have it in the show intro. I just don't have it on my little, you know, on demand soundboard here. That's true. Tim Delvecchio. Happy birthday, blonde Matt. Where does skag come from? Oh, do you want the actual origin or just like it was my gamer tag? But if you want the reason why it was my gamer tag, have I ever told that? I'm pretty sure I have. But I don't remember. Okay, really quickly. It, skag was always a generic insult that my friends and I would use on video games or just among each other, like quit being a skag. You're such a skag. And the origin of that was because there's an episode of the Simpsons where there are, there are uh, workers at a grocery store who are on strike. And then there are scab laborers working at the grocery store. So the striking workers are up on top of the, the roof of the store, throwing groceries at the scab laborers and then Lenny and Carl walk out with their groceries and either Lenny or Carl gets hit in the head with a can and it knocks off or he gets he gets hit. And then one of the the union laborers, union workers on top of the roof yells, next time we'll get your hat, scab. But we heard it as skag. He's referring <laughs> to scab laborer, like laborers who replace the union workers when they're striking. It's a deep cut. So we just misheard a Simpsons reference and made up a word and it became... <laughs> It just became my gamer tag and then Uh, it became my online moniker. Funny how that happens. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for that, dude. Um, M humongous. Matt, could I get a recommendation on reliable ammo brands and makers and gun channels on YouTube? Congrats on being a Mm. family 
Man, well, we love Phoenix ammo around here. Uh, my my supply is filled with a lot of Phoenix, so I I think their product is good stuff, and I would encourage you to check in with them, not just because they make a good product, but because, of course, they are friends uh, and supporters of the show, and we like to send them uh, their business if we can do that. But other than that, I... <laughs> Trying to find specific manufacturers I consider to be a luxury of the past. If I find <laughs> ammunition I'm looking for in a certain That's caliber <laughs> at, a de- at a decent price, I just buy it up. Um, that's kind of my strategy. That said, I don't buy like a lot of steel case or a lot of uh, a lot of that kind of stuff. So if I see decent brass at a decent price, I buy. As far as um, YouTube channels, my favorite gun channels on YouTube, Military Arms Channel. I like Iraq Veteran, 8888. I like Mr. Guns and Gear. There are a lot. I like Holy on Noir. Um, oh, I'll probably yeah. leave people out if I just keep listing them. But those are those are ones I enjoy watching frequently. And uh, Godspeed in your ammo search. Although it is getting better. It's not as bad as it used to be. That's true. We were able to get our hands on some on some this week. Um, Knuckle Hunky Buck says the House passes a bill meant to counter Texas style abortion bans. Is that a ban on Texas style abortions or a Texas style <laughs> ban on abortions? That was a confusing headline. Yeah. Good observation on the on the headline. <laughs> BB, take a page out of the leftist book. Mass flag reviews on Google Maps, Yelp, BBB.org, et cetera. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I like it. Hmm. Uh, Mark G in Section 529C of the Military Red Flag Law it states that the order can be issued against service members who exhibit extremism, which is undefined and will be set by the president and military. We're already seeing what they're calling extremists. Hmm. I didn't know that. And of course, the military exists on sort of a separate legal plane from the rest of us. They have their own justice system. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it, it's still a, a a domain of American justice, and I think we ought to watch that closely because yep. uh, you know, what, what they try to do there, they may try to do elsewhere. They definitely will. We forgot 2A education also on the gun channel. Ah, yeah, of course. Um, and actually, <clears throat> shout out to our friend 2A education who's frequently in the, uh, in the chat uh, because I saw one of his reviews shared by Palmetto State Armory on Facebook. Cool. The other day. That was pretty interesting. I thought, hey, yes. I know that guy's face. And he was, uh, I forget exactly what he was reviewing, but um, he was doing some sort of uh, Palmetto gun review or Palmetto product review. And there he was uh, promoted by Palmetto, which was cool. Nice. Um, I just read that. Kyle. Sorry, guys. It's like my bad time almost. Longtime listener of the show. Guess I'll have also have to add to, to prayer requests. My dad had a brain aneurysm on Friday, had mm. surgery yesterday, and is doing well recovering still hard to see him on a breathing tube today don't be joggardly with your prayers <laughs> i'm sorry to hear that i i'll pray for him tonight well thank you um for supporting the show and all the best to your family we really appreciate it i normally i would give you a bernie for that but that seems disrespectful so i yeah. guess i'll i'll give you a i'll give you a oh what now this hold on hold on the system just went down i owe him Uh-oh. a trump we love you there we go Okay. Well, oh, come on, come we on. We love you. You're very special. There we go. Sorry, <laughs> went awry. Knuckle honky buck. The only law enforcement agency that uses whips anymore is the San Francisco Departments of Leather Daddies. <laughs> that Ew. is probably accurate. Mm-hmm. I like is. that. Tori D. Slavery wasn't that bad. Maxine Waters. I know. Yeah. But when I say it, um, Matthew Bowers, greetings from our family here in Texas to yours. Jennifer and I are watching along with our two dogs, Kiba and Jake. We enjoy the show. Keep up the great work. Hi, doggies. And hi, Jennifer. Thanks for tuning you, in. And Jennifer. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about Jennifer because the dogs. Do you still love your dog now that you have a baby? Uh, of course, yeah. He, but he he has gotten... 
he's very protective of the baby to probably a bad extent. He's gotten a little weird where he's almost gotten a, kind of aggressive with people who are picking up the baby or holding the baby. He's even Aww. gotten a little aggressive with me a couple times. So it seems like he's calmed down and thankfully he has a freak unnatural face that is incapable of actually biting anything. That's true. So he's not been able to injure anyone, but actually um, for, for people who don't know, I have a French bulldog. My parents have a French bulldog too. So they've been hanging out here, but he's gotten aggressive with that other French bulldog, like oh. protecting the baby. And actually they did kind of scratch each other up a little bit. Kind of nicked French up each other. are not messing around. They are, they're little fighters. If they want to, if they want to go after something, they kind of can. He can't really sink his teeth into anything, but they did kind of scratch each other up. Yeah. 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 It sounded worse than it was, but you know, I have to keep an eye on it because I can't have him being aggressive with other dogs and other people. That's a a very bad thing. If that, that happens. So he's an old dog. He's eight years. He's eight years old now, eight and a half almost. So it's hard to teach him new tricks like respect for other people in the context of protecting the baby. But he will have to learn one way or the other. Oh. Uh, Did you ever have that, by the way? Did your dogs ever get weird with an infant? Uh, yeah. Our Great Pyrenees um, is really weird about guarding the perimeter of our front fence since hmm. we, but from other dogs. Hmm. So he developed horrible aggression from dogs that walk by hmm. our house. Um, he's a huge dog. He could mess him up, probably. But he's like really harmless. Is it all fluff? It it really is when he's wet. He's he, but he does weigh one hundred and thirty pounds. Oh, he can mess something up then. Yeah, he can. He's a good boy. He fought yeah. off some wolves. Actual wolves. Well, we were camping, and I know there are wolves where we were camping, and I heard him like really far away, like rah 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 rah, and then I heard some wolves be like arrow, huh? And then he came back to the campground like forty minutes later. He wasn't damaged, though? He didn't get messed up? No, he was okay. He did get lost up there for four hours a a while Hmm. back, so I wonder what he was doing. But he really could fight off a wolf or a bear. He's he's a good boy. He could pass for a bear, based on what I've seen. He's a huge retard, though, so we'll see. Um, (laughs) Gentleman activist. Worst part about the Haitians at the border, they're not from Haiti. Most fled Haiti years ago for Latin America. That's why Biden didn't fly most back to Haiti. They haven't been there in years. That's true. A bunch of them were like in Chile and, and other places. Um, that's absurd. Hmm. Sean Garvey, congrats on the new baby, Matt. Here's to many more. The chance to be a good father for a new person is one of the most transformative experiences ever. I just turned 50 and I found out that my wife and I are expecting our fifth in January. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Although I guess okay. she didn't just turn 50. So I am not going to be niggardly. That's not that surprising. Thank you for uh, your support for the show and congratulations to your family. That's big news, man. That is. That's huge news. Congratulations. Fifth kid, um, esoteric unbound. Joe has moved the goalpost yet again. This week, I was informed that contrary to his prior claims, weekly COVID testing will not be an option. In two weeks, it's take the jab or be laid off and lose my family's health insurance. A lot of us are in this situation. What what to do? What was to that do? announced or is that, I wonder if that's just something that uh, the employer in this case is saying or has Joe actually altered the... I feel like we would have heard the it, terms but. of the deal with uh, we, we still haven't seen the official rule from OSHA, have we? Unless I missed uh, it. I don't think so, but I, I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, all, I'm sorry to God, hear that. man. I, yeah. All, all the best in, in your decision making and uh, whatever you decide to do, just you know, do it with uh, with full force and, uh, and and move on after that. But as I say with everyone, if you're 
you know, I understand why people would, uh, if you have some hesitation about complying with any particular mandate, people make their judgments about what they want to protect and about what, uh, what risks they're willing to take and all that. If you decide that you want to do this to protect your family, I think the, the only thing that all of us should do, and I include myself in that, if I was presented with this sort of mandate, write down what your line is. If this isn't your line, write down what your line is and hold yourself and, to that. Yeah. And hold yourself. Cause, yeah. Cause they'll keep pushing you. So as long as you kind of make an agreement with yourself, I will do this, but I won't do that. Give yourself a line. And yep. that, that's the only advice that I would, that I would offer. Not that my opinion matters, but that's kind of where terrible. my mind is at on this. Aladdin's nightmare. If you did find a whip, it would say property of Hunter, Hunter Biden. <laughs> I see what you did there. Robin Banks. Yeah. Uh, so shit never happened is an amazing example of systemic racism. It's been years starting to see a pattern here. The dumbest part is they're banning horses to fix racism because that makes sense. None of this makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, <sighs> uh, Systemic racism being a thing that didn't actually even happen at all is actually pretty accurate. I like that observation. That's probably the most accurate thing about this story. Uh, Pep, happy birthday, Blonde. My My late son's birthday was last Thursday. The day started out badly, but I left work early, grabbed two of my oldest grandkids and went out and had a great time with them. That's good that you... Turned a terrible day into something joyful for you and the rest of your family. Good. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you found uh, solace and purpose. And I know it's been tough. So all the best to your family. And uh, um, I hope it was a good day for you. Sounds like it was. Thank you, Pep. Long Dong John. I heard a terrain. uh, Why did I say it like that? Uh, Derailed in Montana and there are people dead. Have you, Matt or Blonde? Actually, Matt is dead. This is Matt's ghost. (laughs) There Uh, was an Amtrak train. people died. Yeah, Montana Highline somewhere. I, I'm surprised three people were even on an Amtrak train, but <laughs> three people were, and they and they actually did die. Something bad did actually happen. I just don't know all the details. Fifty people were pretty severely injured. Yeah, so it was something pretty bad up uh, the the train. The Amtrak train runs close to like the Montana Canada border up there. That's a, a pretty far away from where I live, and I just don't know the the specifics on that. I don't. I don't either. Liz Towell, happy birthday! Thank you, uh, Robin Banks. Um, there sure are a lot of sex pests on the right side of history. Having said that, not sure I believe Chris Cuomo's accuser. Carthys don't try to steal Chevy Novas, do they? Uh, it is true. He he did do this. Unless he has some weird reason to apologize and acknowledge it. But right. if we believe yeah. him, it's true. Yeah. Um, let me see your hands in the air. They're all clean hands. They're all pure blood hands. <laughs> Ricky Wilson in his next show. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, maybe true. he will uh, totally reverse. That was the weird part about it, too. Yeah, look at all of your clean hands. The implication mm-hmm. being what? That the rest of us have dirty, dirty. bloody hands? Yeah. What a Jeremy hands. I know. Bastard. <laughs> Mick Hawk. Whips are for bundles of sticks. Vlad the Impaler had the right idea. I know we're doing it all <laughs> wrong. Get those Haitians to kill all the people in that queer movie. Um, laser 47 pure bloods need pure air no masks happy birthday blonde that's true we do need the pure air let me scroll up this bitch um god so annoying you might have to do a few uh yeah let's see laser Ah! uh, mojack 420 says the hard bastard reads the actual mask studies on his videos on BitChute because youtube won't allow him i think he's up to six videos now it's probably some something i should check out thank you for that uh chaos lear len (laughs) Says blonde may be a year older than me, but she looks half my age plus seven. Yeah, that's the old rule of like the youngest person oh, you right. can date. Right. Yeah. Thanks. There you go. 
Michael Canoni. If not now, then when? Not advocating violence or a- or action, Susan. Just asking a question. Wiki, 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 wiki. It can't be answered. Yeah, I don't know. But but yeah, but this is why I say everyone needs to have their line. You know, we, we don't want to uh, continue to be pushed around forever. That's true. Um, Anna Hitch. Don't worry, blonde. I turned 34 in March. It's a good age to be. Here's to 1987, babies. Hope you have a happy birthday, beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I don't really worry about getting older anymore. Nothing to do about it. And happy birthday uh, to you as well, Anna. Appreciate it. Yeah, happy birthday. Tom. Well, I guess 12. it's it was in March, but you know, belated. Happy birthday half a year. I was year like, later. why I did you say that? But I, I guess, guess she's, I have to say it now too. She's more talking about turning 34 than she is about her birthday, but we didn't wish her a birthday in March. Or happy birthday well, in March. True. So I'm just making and up. We for do it. love Anna. That's right. Uh Tom twelve twelve. Totally not a paid actor, y'all. Now give me Chris Cuomo's Emmy, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Desmond 33. Hello, fellow insurrectionist. I too like the Trumps. <laughs> it sounds like you went to the justice for J six rally. You just, just got out of there last weekend. <laughs> Knuckle hunky buck. Um, two super rare breakthrough cases among the vaccinated on the same show. What are the odds of that happening? Yeah, maybe it, maybe it was some weird designed propaganda effort. Maybe it was intentional to get more people vaccinated. I don't Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't what even know what their be. aim would be. Yeah. Uh, liberative Navarro and Hostin had to be removed so they couldn't pretend to be Republicans with Harris on the show. Come on, man. How hard is that to figure out? Is that it? Mm. Is that the angle? That seems really, they wanted to, I have a hard time believing Anna Navarro was going to be firm resistance to Kamala Harris though. And how is Anna Navarro stand there? You know, (laughs) I I guess, but uh, yeah, she's kind of like Jennifer Rubin. It's like alleged conservative conservative or, but they never really say anything that's, that right. upholds conservative values in any way. Wait, who was the other one that had to be removed? Sonny Hostin. Is oh. she supposed to be conservative? I don't know. What happened to um, uh, that big titted brain tumor daughter? <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. I just wanted to hear what the description was going to be. <laughs> big titted brain tumor daughter. <laughs> Since I had a kid, I just that is like, accurate. constantly playing charades. I'm just... <laughs> Uh, well, I know her last name is McCain. Yeah. Megan McCain. Yeah. There it is. That's what happened to her? She quit. She left the show a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I forget. Oh, okay. I hope she's not watching this. I hope she is watching this. Your tits are too big. I They're will never big. forget the weird coincidence that on a Sunday we made fun. No, this is how it went down. Do you remember that weird clip? Of Nancy Pelosi going haywire and saying, good morning, Sunday morning, Sunday morning. I was doing the Sunday show prep that Sunday morning and I tweeted out that clip saying, what the hell happened to this lady? Did her wires get crossed? What is this? That is probably the most viral tweet I've ever posted. It got circulated. all. It got like 10,000 retweets or something. And it got picked up and retweeted by Meghan McCain around the same time that we there was some kind of like horrible John McCain joke. That was made oh, yeah. that night. And she was like quote tweeting me about Nancy Pelosi. But I, I thought really I felt really awkward because I Ooh. thought I hope she doesn't look at the stream. I can't remember yeah. exactly what we said, but it was some something it was really un- bad. It was tumory. Something unkind about John McCain. It was yeah. something really bad about how we don't care that he's dead or he's burning in hell or I can't glad he's dead. Something. I can't remember. <laughs> it was not great. It was, yeah, it was not good. Uh, Shanique was stunning and brave. Okay. 
Uh, if the virus takes out police, we need it desperately here in Melbourne. Hmm. Also, she's not a paid actor like that Fed caught carrying at J62 wasn't officially yeah. working. BLM is right for the wrong reasons. Do you guys think that he that he was actually a, an undercover Fed? He was just a customs agent. I think he was just there unrelated as a. He might be I, I, the real the real story is that he he appears to have broken the law and will face no consequence. I mean, that's really all that matters. So whether was Do you he, protected think he was undercover? I don't know. I mean, whether he was in on a plot or whether he was just there on his own time. Yeah. All I care about is the guy broke the law and he's not being held to account. It doesn't really matter to me why he was there or, or um, for uh, in service uh, to whom, I suppose. The tumor was a national hero. Is that what we said? I can't remember. Something it could have been something like that. That's what live chat is saying. That's really bad. And also hilarious. Sore Loser says, remember to watch all of Idiocracy credits for the scene. Okay. I will um, have to do that, yeah. Chris Hines, Fauci is an Italian surname. It's derived from the Sicilian word for sickle and originated as an occupational uh, surname referring uh, metonymically, metonymically yeah. to maker of sickles. Did I say that correctly? The idea is basically that the name in Italian references a guy who makes you know grim reaper tools <laughs> which is fitting you know it's very poetic really. i like that let me reload this but i think we're okay over here oh wait we, we have got... a few few Oops. on tv stream oh there are more or not yeah yeah there are but you can go ahead okay we are up against the clock so i, I i'm good reading them but oh no it's a cool that's okay I'm it's good. your birthday i don't want to hold you longer than we agreed so i don't hear any crying babies all right uh, real quick over on tippy stream jacob thanks for supporting the show long dong john says let me take a quick break from extorting no exporting the finest australian black pills and sexually harassing matt all i want to do is wish blonde a happy birthday well that's very kind thank you gotta be careful with this one no knickers no pants uh allowed like out loud no pants out loud I want to crowdfund the sequel to Django Unchained and call it Django Rechained. <laughs> very short and just have him at the auction block who's in. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I actually, I, I liked that movie. I like Tarantino generally, so I enjoyed that movie. He's hit or miss for me. But uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I think I saw it when it came out. When was that, like 2012 or something? Yeah, it was It was when. Phil uh, says anyone who still has sympathy for Haitians needs to do a deep dive on their 1804 revolution. And as I've said before, Haiti sucks because of the people who live there. Well, uh, Haiti, no. they, they do have, they have major problems there. Not, it's not just low IQ, but um, they have, I think more slaves than any other country in the world presently. Is, the, uh, is it underground? It can't be legal. Is it? It's, it's not, they were the first country to outlaw slavery yet. They uh -huh. still have more slaves. Um, and then they were under slave, they were under French rule. And so there was a massive slave trade there and there weren't enough Haitians or they were incompetent slaves. And they brought over, I think like 800,000 Africans to well, who's, who's enslaving whom you're saying it's the black French. Haitians or French, who French, the French were enslaving Haitians, but now, uh, it, it must be Haitians enslaving other Haitians, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but I, I am I right about learn. that live chat? Who's enslaving Haitians now? I know that they have like, like two or 300,000 people enslaved currently. Wow. Um, me too. Last one over here says there's nothing more American than Chinese food on Christmas. <laughs> Clearly, we need a 
a letter to chase those bat soup kitchens out. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, are you good over there? Do you have yeah. any more? Yeah. Um, John says, FYI, I had to replace my bank card after disputing charges. Also, the money you get um, back comes from the feds, not the criminals. Oh, is that Happy true? Happy Blonde and Snow Ape is a culture. Oh, that sucks. That I thought it can. Well, I guess it's still better than losing out on your money, but I thought they actually got it back from the fraudsters. That would be satisfying. Oh, well. yikes. Um, skeptical faith. Disinterested from Weber's. Ah, thank you. Unbiased. A group of disinterested reviewers. Two, not interested. Uninterested. And three, no longer interested. I grew disinterested after a while. More in your contact form. That is true, but I think that it's the colloquial use that has that has subsequently influenced the definition. Merriam-Webster, hmm. they, they're notorious for like, oh, well, they, they have irregardless in their dictionary. Now. Yeah, fuck them for that. We had this dispute the other day and I said, my wife and I were talking about this and I said, bullshit, that's not a word. I don't care what they say. Right, so, it's I'm not a word. That, yeah. But because everybody uses it as a word. I think that people yeah. have, be, they've become accustomed to using inter- disinterested and uninterested hmm. incorrectly and so they have changed the definition. Um, Quiet Mouse, I'm sure this is the riveting concept content everybody's here for um hey thank you quiet for the clarification moose just checking in just wanted to say that glocks suck get a better gun plenty of better alternatives not hyperbole just wanted to throw that one out there also happy birthday blonde i i don't know what any of this means well quiet moose is what i called him like late in the show a few weeks back because it was way past time and i just read it oh, stupidly um, I'm not I, I'm neither a Glock lover nor a Glock hater. I, I do think that people should have a Glock or some Glocks just because the parts are for one. They run. There's no disputing that Glocks work. They run. I appreciate that about them. I don't know if it's my preferred carry piece, but having one defense. around having one around is better than not. And yeah. the parts are everywhere. So that's another yeah. thing I appreciate about Glocks. Plus a good old fashioned 30 round Glock freedom stick. That's just something that every American should have not that you can't get them for other handguns, but they're just so universally applicable. Blocks are, are blocks. Glocks are kind of like I don't know. People be mad at me for saying it's like it's kind of like the Honda Civic of the car world. Nobody's going to be like incredibly impressed that you have one, but a lot of people have them and they tend to work. They tend to get a basic job done. You know? Did he mean hyperbole? Okay, mm. live chat's roasting me, but he spelled it H Y. B-E-R dash B-O-W-L. Yeah, he said hyper. Yeah. High. No, he said hyperbole. Oh. Um, I I would have recognized if he what did he mean by that? Was did, was he trying to say hyperbole? I don't know. I don't know what the intent was. Fuck but. you guys. I, I did not mess that up. I read it as as it was um something, something, something words. OK, vague old loon. Um, looks like blonde and, I, blonde and I share the same birthday, but not the same year. Glad to contribute to an awesome show. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Brendan Michael, if rock bands won't even question corporate state authority, who is left? I think it's time for some mostly peaceful revolutions. What do you all think? I can neither confirm nor deny that I support or do not support anything that you just said. <laughs> but to the point, yeah, if who if if. If rock music is not, uh, you can't count on that to push back against the dominant culture. What what the hell is left? I know you don't you don't left? have government, you don't have entertainment. Um, I mean, who 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 is a powerful person in culture anymore? Who 
really pushes back on this stuff other than when one person does like Nicki Minaj last week, that's a huge story. It yeah. should just be, Oh man, someone has a weird opinion. Okay. Moving on. Kevin no, Sanders. Hi. Full conformity. Sorry. Full conformity, especially for you joggers. Um, Kevin Sanders <laughs> says, hi blonde sticks had a live stream the other day and he was asked who his favorite female influencer is. And he said, you awesome. Wow. Happy birthday. That is so cool because I never make content. I just, <laughs> I just don't do it. Um, I should. That makes me feel really good. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Styx was on the uh, stream just before me the other day. I was hoping maybe our paths would cross, but they didn't. Probably should talk to, to Styx sometime soon. Let's it's been a couple of years, I think. Has so, it? Seriously? Yeah. It's been a couple of years since he's been on the stream. We we should probably uh, inquire. I love Styx. He's really, yeah. truly the OG of this realm, isn't he? Well, and one thing I I appreciate about Sticks, uh, in addition to just his political thoughts and analysis, which I think is good, but I, I would say it's true for anybody who exhibits this trait. I like people who are exactly the same in their public presentation as they are. As they are privately. Yeah. When there's no stream going, when no one's really watching, he's one of those guys. What you see from him, that is the guy. That's him. That's not yeah. some dressed up presentation. That's yep. just him. That's who he is, and I like that. There I appreciate is. that about him. Well, that makes me feel really good. Thank you. We love sticks around here. All right. We're good over here. I think we're all set. Looks like we're good on uh, D live. Appreciate Wait, you guys. No, no, no. Quiet mouse just sent something. And he said, I meant hyper bowl. My bad. That Wait, doesn't help us at all. Are you trying to say hyperbole? Because that's H Y P E R B O L E. No dash. He says hyperbole. It says hyperbole. <laughs> Is he trying to make us sound stupid? I, I, Is that I don't happening? know. You know what? Right. It's it's that time quiet of night. Quiet Moose. Thank you, Quiet Moose, for your contribution to the show. As always, we appreciate it. And thanks to everybody else for hanging out with us live tonight. We appreciate you as well. If you would like to, uh, if you'd like more to listen to, if you haven't had enough, we got even more on the audio platforms. Extra material you might not find on YouTube, uh, the call-in show replays, all that stuff on the audio platforms linked in the description and over on the website speaking of the website everything else that's show related is over there if you want to pick up a t-shirt you want to uh, read the movie reviews or vote for the next movie or sign up to be the movie nominator all that stuff is over on the website that's mattchristiansenmedia.com we will be back next sunday as we always are because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it is not meet the press it is the matt and blonde show Have a great night.